my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Hey there, Tanner fans. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta? Holy Chalupas! An unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. How's everyone doing today? Well, it's September now, and of course, this month we celebrate Grandparents Day. And I thought, you know what? This is a perfect opportunity to cover episodes with the grandparents. And of course, the episode I'm talking about today is Season 1, Episode 4, The Return of Grandma, which aired on October 9th, 1987. In this episode, an untimely visit from the guy's mother's turns the house upside down. This episode's got a 7.0 out of 10, based on 269 ratings. As far as guest stars, we do have Alice Herson, who played Claire Tanner, Claire Tanner 1.0, in this episode, and the pilot episode. And then we don't see her again, but we do see... Doris Roberts returning is Claire Tanner 2.0 and Granny Tanny, which will be the next grandparent featured episode that I will be covering, as well as the ultimate tearjerker episode, I feel, of Full House to close out the Grandparents Day series. Season 8's The Last Dance. Got, bring your tissues because I will be like just bawling my ass out through, probably through the whole thing. We also have Irene Cochran, who plays Jesse's mother. So Irene 1.0 later on will be played by a different actress known as Irene Katsopoulos. So Irene 2.0. We also have someone who will be playing Joey's mother, who we will never see again. Beverly Sanders playing Mindy Gladstone. I'm gonna see if she's been in anything else. She's been in she's been in some stuff. Nothing I Oh, she was in Grounded for Life. She played a nun in Grounded for Life. I gotta check this out. So the woman who plays Irene Cochran, Jesse's mom, in this episode is played by Ron Rhoda R-O-A-R-H-O-D-A. And I know I'm going to mispronounce her name, so I apologize in advance. Jemignani? Anyway, (laughs) I've actually seen her on an episode of Seinfeld, the Subway episode. She was in an episode of Different Strokes, where uh, she and her husband have children, and they are going to have Kimberly go to Paris to be like an au pair for them. Mary Pat Gleason plays Jennifer. Oh no, she passed away. Oh my gosh, she passed away recent. This is June 2nd. But she's one of those character actresses that you've seen her in a bunch of stuff. Like when you see, she plays like um, a cleaning lady in this episode. It's like you see her and you're like, I've seen this lady in stuff. I've definitely seen her in stuff. 
I don't know who Miss Lewis is, but she's played by Laura, Laura Reed. This episode was directed by Joel Zwick, writers Jeff Franklin, the creator, and Russell Marcus. All right, we got some user reviews, we got some trivia, we got some goofs, we got soundtracks. I Got You, I Feel Good by James Brown, uncredited, performed by James Brown. Sounds more like it's uh, performed by the guys, Danny, Jesse, and Joey. All right, so trivia. In this episode, it shows Danny doesn't really know how to clean, yet in later episodes, he's an OCD cleaner, even making a holiday for cleaning. Yes, and goodbye, Mr. Bear. Alice Hershon, Rhoda, Jim and Nanny, and John Stamos had roles in General Hospital. Really? Last appearance of Laura Reed as Miss Lewis. I've seen this episode quite a few times, and I can't for the life of me remember who Miss Lewis is. Let's see. Uh, Rhoda also had a role in the Ghostbusters movie. Dave Coulier was the voice of Peter Bankman in the Ghostbusters series. Last appearance of Alice Hershon as Claire Tanner. All right, let's see some goofs. When Jesse finds the turtle, he repeatedly says, I love this amphibian. Turtles are reptiles. In every episode after this, it is revealed that Danny has been a compulsive neat freak his whole life, essentially being his trademark. So it doesn't make sense how Danny could let his house become even remotely dirty. Well, they were transitioning the character and trying to... I mean, it's season one, they're still trying to... This is honestly... It's the fourth episode of season one. I honestly feel like Danny's character doesn't really, that part of him doesn't really take form until season two. When we see him in the first episode, dust busting a vacuum. Yeah. All right, let's jump on these reviews. Oh my goodness gracious, we got a bit. All right, here we go. First one, Kirsten M. Kelly, June 9, 2019. Gives it an eight out of 10. And titles it Plot Hole! Exclamation point. As anyone who has watched more than a few episodes of Full House knows that Danny has an extreme habit of cleaning. This episode does not follow that and it makes it very confusing. Overall, the idea is good, but how could such a big mistake be made? Again, it's the fourth episode. They haven't figured out Danny's character 100%. Alright, we got next fine one. Kellen Vass. Gives it a 5 out of 10. Titles it, Your Mom Told Our Moms? More like, Your Mom Called Our Moms? This was put up on November 19th, uh, 2013. Warning, spoilers. Alright. Danny isn't surprised that his mother is coming over to visit. Joey and the girls forget to relay the message to him. Danny worries that his mother will feel he and the guys aren't fit to raise his three young daughters. The place being an absolute mess doesn't help. Danny promises they can clean the place, and if they can't, his mom can move in. Uh, <laughs> this episode was way too corny. Being corny is what made Full House a lot of fun, but this one overdoes it in a big way. They tried to be way too cutesy here with things. I get annoyed. I got annoyed quickly at Joey's love for Yogi Bear and Bob Saget is highly annoying in this one as well with his OTT antics. 
Oh, the OTT must mean over the top. Okay. The nobody asked me was funny in the first couple episodes, but it becomes redundant in this one. Even Jesse's charm can't be found in this one. He's stuck fawning over a turtle in this episode. There are a couple of laughs. Joey impersonating vacuum with his mom dragging him along made me chuckle. And it has a clever twist ending. This tries to preach about responsibility, but it failed miserably at it. It lacks laugh that a Full House episode usually provides, and it didn't entertain me at all. Give this one a miss unless you're a huge Full House fan. Well, you know what? I am a huge Full House fan. Thank you. All right, of course, the ever-faithful Power Man Dan does not disappoint with this review. Gives it a 10 out of 10 and titles it, Hilarious Episode! Exclamation point. This was published March 2nd, 2016. In my opinion, this is one of the best episodes of the first season. It is hilarious, memorable, all-around great. This episode has two plots. It starts off with Jesse bringing home a turtle, which stopped his bike from potentially being in an accident. Oh my gosh, is this like foreshadowing the season two opener, Fending It Close? <laughs> He repeatedly says, I love this amphibian, which is funny because turtles are reptiles. Jesse has more ig ignorant phrases throughout the show. The main plot deals with Danny's mother coming back to check up on Danny as she doesn't think he can do an adequate, adequate job of mending house without his wife. She gets Jesse and Joey's mother to come and the three offer to move in unless they can show their responsibility. Maybe I, I love this episode because of how hard the guys try to clean the house and save the turtle and whatnot. Very fun all the way. All right, we got two more. Eight out of ten, of course. Taylor Kingston. Title says, The One Where Grandma Returns. And this was published October 28th. 2014 warning spoilers i really like this episode a lot it's really funny i enjoy it a lot in this episode grandma is coming back to town and the house is a mess and they've only got seven hours to clean it okay they can pull that off in seven hours there's like three of them it will be 100 percent fine honestly they were off to a good start but then grandma walks in through the front door she didn't even knock nobody knocks okay nobody knocks in that house i'm telling you which I thought was very rude. Well, then you're going to hate Kimmy Gibbler because she never knocks. That's just part of her charm. Like Kramer. Like Urkel. Yeah. I mean, I know it's your family, but be polite. Jeez. When she sees that the house is a mess, she gets so upset. Danny says that it's okay now that she's there and that she can clean it. <laughs> Well, yeah, because that's what your mother wants to do when she comes to visit, is clean your house. Well, maybe. Like, oh my gosh, my child's living this way. I didn't want you to be this way. <laughs> Danny says it's, yeah, okay. Hours later, the girls, Jesse and Joey, return home, and the house is still a mess. Grandma refused to clean it. And even worse, Joey and Jesse's mothers are there as well. The boys make a bet that they can clean the house by the time they get back, or else the mothers can move in. When the mothers do get back, the house is still a mess because they were all looking for their new pet turtle, Bubba. You know what Bubba makes me think of? Either Bubba Gummy Shrimp or Bubba from the DuckTales. You know, the prehistoric duck with um, Tootsie the um, Triceratops? Yeah. Danny negotiates and gets more time. When the mothers come back, 
the house is spotless and everything is fine until the maid who had cleaned some of the house walks in. But the boys convince their mothers that they will be fine on their own. So, yeah, they basically say, well, she just did the hard stuff. You don't like the toilets because no one wants to clean the toilets. Overall, I give this episode an 8 out of 10. All right, here's the last one by Mitch, RMP, another regular on occasion reviewer for the episodes. Gives it a 7 out of 10. Titles it Danny. This was published December 3rd, 2013. In this episode, the house is a mess. Danny's a little upset, but not so much that he puts a lot of effort into cleaning it. Worse, his mother is coming today and nobody told him. Stephanie and Joey knew all about it. When they go to clean, they realize they're out of cleaning supplies. When they get back to the market, they sit down to Yogi and Mom shows up. Five hours earlier than expected. But she doesn't jump in and clean the house like the guys expected she would. Instead, she called the mothers and they made some threats that get the boys to moving at cleaning up their messes. The entire episode was a comedic comic relief, but Jesse's amphibian turtle was a big comic relief. Danny's character hasn't been established yet. Yes, exactly. Guys, it's the fourth episode. He's not been established yet as Danny with his cleaning frenzy. It develops character in him. Wait. I like it a few episodes from now where Danny becomes a clean freak. It develops character in him and something unique. This episode got a lower rating because it was just not Danny's true character. Can you really hold that against him? Like I said, they're still figuring that out. The Bugs Bunny show. Stephanie wants to watch Bugs Bunny. And, of course, Joey wants to watch Yogi Bear. Okay. Let me give it up, leave, leave that up to you guys. Do you prefer the Looney Tunes show or Yogi Bear? Me, I tend to lean more towards the Looney Tunes show. Because you got a lot more characters. You, know, you got your Daffy Duck. You got Bugs. You got Porky. You got Sylvester and Tweety. You got um, Falkmer and Leghorn. You got um, Speedy Gonzalez. Elmer Fudd, Yosemite Sam, or as I like to refer to him as Yosemite, because um, the Looney Tunes show that was back in like the mid-teen era, let me go. Yeah, that ran from 2011 to 2014, I honestly think is my favorite. I mean, after, you know, the original, you know, Looney Tunes show. Before I officially get into the podcast, I always like to let you Tanner newbies, if you're joining the podcast for the first time, welcome aboard the Tanner train. So I'm going to tell you where you can find the podcast on social media. Facebook page, Oh My Land to Holy Chalupas, Full House Fuller House Podcast, or just type in Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast. I'm not going to ask you to type in the entire title. Instagram, OMHC Full House Fuller House Pod, or even if you put in like Full House Podcast, maybe it should come up. On Twitter, OMHC Full House. And if you'd like to send an email and talk about your Full House and Fuller House memories, I'd love to hear from you. You can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. And I always put the email address in the episode description. Also, where you can listen to the podcast, you can listen on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, I believe on Podbean as well. And apparently there are other sources like Google 
I've seen people from, you know, find links from Google and stuff like that. CastBox and Podcast Addict. So yes, the month of September is all going to be about grand- celebrating grandparents. Like I said, this episode is a return of Grandma. The next one will be Granny Tanny, where we see Doris Roberts, who everyone's probably pretty familiar with her, probably from Everybody Loves Raymond, although she has been on other things prior to. She also played a judge in an episode of Mr. Belvedere, where Mr. Belvedere almost gets deported thanks to Wesley. (laughs) Yeah. And, of course, season eight's The Last Dance. And a cast member of Full House has a birthday in September. Yes, Dave Coulier, Joey Gladstone himself, has a birthday. And, of course, I love to pick episodes to do for cast members' birthdays. Kind of dedicate an episode to them. And the one I chose for Joey Gladstone and Dave Coulier is Grand Gift Auto. Yeah. <laughs> And lastly, if you've been enjoying the podcast for a bit and you want to support it, you know, I don't do Patreon. I don't ask for money. I don't want the money. I just want to give this to you for free. All I ask in return is if you want to, totally up to you. You can go show your support by putting up a review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts under the Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas Full House Fuller House Podcast. So yeah, you can you know just have fun with it. Use emojis. It's kind of cool to see like who which character you're kind of describing through emojis, or I don't know. Episode titles is just kind of like uh, it's kind of it's more a little more difficult. So like uh, for example, like honey, I broke the house. Like if you put like um a little jar like of honey, and then like something broken, like a heart. And then, like, a house. I I might get that reference. But, um, all right, without further ado, let's jump into Season 1, Episode 4, The Return of Grandma. All right, so we come out of the intro. We're in the living room. It's clearly breakfast time. Joey comes in. His arms are loaded down because they're out of cereal bowls. What's the next best thing? A pot, a soup pot. He's like, cereal, cartoons, pajamas. Now this is living. Says, this is why God created Saturday. I mean, come on. If you're a 90s kid, an 80s kid, or whatever, Saturday mornings were the best. You get up probably around what? Like 7, 30, 8 o'clock a.m. You get your cereal, and you park your butt right in front of the TV. And you just basically... Chomp away at your cereal, whatever your flavor, whether it's Captain Crunch or Cocoa Pops, Fruity Pebbles, Corn Pops, you know, you know, I mean. Does anyone, okay, does anybody out there, if you were born between 1980 and 1983, do you remember a cereal, let me double check on the name before I say it. It was called Dinosaurs. It looks like it came out in 1988, so I was right around maybe five to six years old at this point. But I remember it because it had multicolored dinosaur-shaped cereal pieces. You had your your green, your lavender, your turquoise, your yellow, your orange. And I remember I had 
like it included a sticker, like a free sticker that I stuck on my dresser. Or, of course, I really wish they would do a thing where they bring back retro cereals. One, I just, I really wish they would bring that. This is my favorite. If you guys, like I said, if you guys were born in the 80s, you'll recognize the cereal. Crispy Critters. Oh, it actually started in 1963. But, oh my gosh, you I remember Crispy Critters. No, not the lion. I remember the what? It's the any the puppet character Crispy appeared when Crispy Critters re, was reintroduced by Post in 1987. Okay, so I would have been five. Yes, I remember that. Oh, he was also voiced by Jimmy Durante and was known for saying indubitably delicious or acha cha. <laughs> oh, really? It says. The character may have been the model for the puppet in the television series Elf, or vice versa. That is very interesting. So, yeah. This is not a good thing to do. You can barely see it, but there is, I mean, there's clothing here, there, and everywhere. I mean, look at, you look at this livering. Look at it. There is a, it looks like maybe a bathrobe or a pajama top. On the back of the television, there is Mr. You know, Joey at this point, it's only episode four. He's living in the alcove still. So he's got the big Mr. Potato Head. He's got like a towel on that. And of course, this is where he has the mannequin that always wears the same exact outfit that he is currently wearing. There's even a giant bell on the coffee table. There's what looks like a towel... On the co this ta coffee table, it's got a lot of stuff on it. It's even got a trolley car. It's got a f the back of a framed photo. There's even a telescope that's right next to the clothing covered. I'm guessing that might be a stereo under there. So, of course, right away, DJ's like, hey, let's watch MTV. And Stephanie's like, no, let's watch Bugs Bunny. And, of course, Joey's like, but Steph, Bugs Bunny is kid stuff. It's kid stuff. It's like, we gotta watch Yogi Bear. And of course, Stephanie's like, but I like Bugs Bunny. There's nothing in those pots that they have big, giant wooden spoons. And those wooden spoons, you know they ain't gonna hold much cereal. And Joey's completely like, yeah, Steph, every episode is the same, though. What, and Yogi Bear isn't the concept of, oh, I'm gonna run through the park and steal people's picnic baskets and never learn a lesson from any of these episodes because I repeat the same thing every episode. Every cartoon is like that. You think someone's going to learn a lesson, and then on the next episode they're doing the exact same thing. So, yeah. And Jeremy's been watching the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that came out, like, in the, like, 2011 to 2000 like 17 or whatever but that actually follows like each season focuses on a new issue that pretty much like an, a store a new storyline that takes the entire season of like like 15 to 20 episodes to solve so so yeah he's pretty much talking about Yosemite Sam and Elmer Fudd like oh you pesky rabbit and then Yosemite Sam comes in and says, oh, I hate that rabbit. And it's just like, and I just saw a thing like a month ago that was talking about getting rid of, rid of Elmer Fudd's gun or getting rid of Yosemite Sam's 
guns. I'm like, then don't even show the cartoon. If you want to change it that badly, just forget it. Don't bother with it. Just leave it off the air then. And Joey's just complaining about, wow, with all that shooting going on between Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam, I don't know why Bugs ever pops his head out of that hole. You know, I'm surprised in all the episodes they've done of the Looney Tunes, and this whole always ongoing feud between either Bugs and Yosemite Sam or Bugs and Elmer Fudd, that both guys never, like, teamed up to get Bugs. I mean, I'm sure there's got to be an episode that has both Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam duking it out over who's going to get Bugs. And Joey's like, let's face it, the rabbit has a death wish. Hey, my money's on Bugs. He, like, slips out of these scenarios so easily. He, the, Elmer Fudd and Yosemite are just so easy to fool. I mean, Bugs can dress up like a lady or a who, or whoever. And just get out of a situation. No problem. Bugs can take care of himself, Joey. He's not the one living in the alcove behind the couch in his best friend's house. Don't worry about Bugs. He's got his life under control. And Stephanie's like, better than watching Yogi steal the same picnic basket. Like, I, I'm with Steph on this one. I am. I honestly am Bugs over Yogi any day of the week. I love how DJ just stays silent through this whole Joey... Stephanie, Bugs, and Yogi Bear debate. Like, I got, I, she wants to watch MTV. So Danny comes down the stairs like, hey, morning kids. And of course he's got a laundry basket and he doesn't see that there are clothes just thrown over the banister. Because we have, like I said, this is only the fourth episode of season one. We have not gotten to Danny's, you know, cleaning persona yet. Danny, of course, comes down in his pajamas holding the laundry basket. He's like, I don't really see you eating cereal out of pots with wooden implements, do I? Like, <laughs> DJ, you took the words right out of my mouth. Like, yes, yes, you do. And Danny's like, great, well then after breakfast, we can just go down to the bay and beat this laundry against some rocks. Yes, how little house on the prairie. <laughs> Of course, Danny does not want to yell at Joey in front of the girls. Like, Joey, could you please come with me into the kitchen right now? Thank you. And Danny's got, like, Joey's shoulder sleeve, shoulder of his shirt, like, like gripping it. Like, you need to get up off this couch. Don't make me yank you over the back of it. And Joey's like, what now? I mean, I'll miss the start of Yogi. It's like, Joey... It starts the same way, it ends the same way, you're not missing what? The the intro of shows rarely ever change. Unless they're sitcoms and everyone, you know, the cast members' pictures change throughout the season. <laughs> I love Danny here. He's like, it's not Agatha Christie. You'll catch up. Before Joey backs out of the living room, he's like, girls, take accurate notes. And I love DJ's like, thumbs up, like, on it. Not. I switch it to MTV. Cereal, cartoons, pajamas. This is why God created Saturday. <laughs> let's watch MTV. No, let's watch Bugs Bunny. But staff Bugs Bunny is kids stuff. We gotta watch Yogi Bear. But I like Bugs Bunny. Yeah, but staff, every episode is the same. Elmer Fudd says, <laughs> Yogi isn't. Pesky Then he takes a shot at Bugs. <laughs> then Yosemite Sam comes in. 
kitchen with Joey and we just see the sink is completely full of dishes. I would never leave that many dishes in my sink. Sure a few, but not to the point where it's like about to topple over the back of the kitchen sink. And even the dishwasher is loaded down and open with the trays like pulled out. This is nuts. CPS would come in here and say, I'm taking your children away. You're clearly not taking care of them. I mean, sure, Danny gave Joey a place to stay in lieu of, you know, helping him raise his kids and, you know, some housework, which actually means, like, yeah, I'll do the dishes. Well, like, great. Will you put them away when they're done? Because it kind of is a moot point. Like, yeah, I'll wash the dishes and leave them in the dishwasher. Like, then you're basically just going to be pulling clean dishes out of... Well, that's the thing. If I'm all... You know what? I bet anything, they're dirty in the dishwasher. And he's got it stacked so high on the top, there's no way you're pushing that top level or the top part of the dishwasher in. The rack, excuse me. The top rack in there. that Because you know how they're... If you look at a dishwasher... The bottom hat underneath that top rack, you're going to see that, you know, spit those arms, that little spin thing. And then you're going to see that on the very, on underneath the bottom rack, too. You can't obstruct that because it's not going to turn properly and your dishes aren't going to get washed. Actually, we had, um, sometimes that's a trouble with, like, handles on cookware. Like, if it's pointed, like, upward... Because I went to run it, and I heard this dink, dink, dink sound, and it's basically, okay, i got to stop the dishwasher and kind of move it so the handle is not hitting those um, arms under that little uh, little fan, you know, spinning wheel thing. You know what I'm saying. So, yeah. And Danny's like, whoa, it's howdy dirty time. Someone on the show must really like Howdy Doody, or at least had been in the volunteer episode, because we get a lot of Howdy Doody in that episode, with DJ's friend from the retirement center, Eddie, who's a big, well, his daughter used to watch Howdy Doody, so he brings that up a lot, like memories of his daughter watching Howdy Doody. I'll get to that episode during the serious episodes series. If you think about it, we got Danny, Jesse, Joey, Stephanie, DJ, Michelle. That's six people. You got breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The girl, well, actually, no, I think about it. The girls are in school, so that eliminates, you know, one meal. 
But anyway, it's like two, five days a week, you're making two meals. You're making your breakfast, which normally you're probably going to use cereal bowls when you have clean ones. And then dinner is probably going to be a big thing because you're making a, you know, a, a meal. You're not just like, here, let me nuke some mac and cheese in the microwave. You're making a meal. Because kids can't live off mac and cheese and hot dogs forever. I'm sorry. And Danny looks at Joey's like, Joey, the deal we made, this is your week to take care of the dishes. So basically, Danny's already got, remember later on in the series, he does the chore chart, which is the wheel, the chore wheel on the fridge. So I like that at least each one is delegating a week of, this week you're going to do dishes. Next week you're going to do laundry. The week after that, you're going to be like cleaning the toilets or the bathrooms or what have you. So everyone is kind of going, basically it's just the three men and everything like that. And Joey's like, oh, well, I'm waiting till the dishwasher's full. It is, it's overly full, in fact. You can't do anything with that. It looks, honestly, looking at that, it looks at least to be two loads worth of dish dishes in those dish that dishwasher. And you know that stuff... They actually have the um, box of dishwasher soap there. And when Joey says that, Danny just looks at him like, You're kidding, right? Tell me you're joking. Have you, just look at this dishwasher. Joey takes a wooden spoon from the sink and is like, I thought at first he's like going to poke like the dishes on the top rack. Like, are you live? <laughs> no, he's putting it in the upper rack and saying, Oh, well, there, now we can do it. Now we won't be wasting water. And Danny's like, of course we won't. There's no room for water. Here comes Jesse from what is still the garage. It's not Joey's apartment yet. He's like, boy, what? He's just getting in from probably going to, like, the Smash Club and, you know, singing all night and sleeping on somebody's couch. J Danny is P.O.'d. He's like, Jesse, what is going on? It's like, what? I just got here. You can't blame me for anything. I haven't been here. Are you kidding? Now we get a shot at the laundry room and closure is piled up. Danny's like, Jesse, you said you would do the laundry. My girls don't have any clean clothes. I don't have any clean clothes for work on Monday. Like, Danny is working all the time. He doesn't have to time. That's why he brought them into his house to live for free. So Jesse's like, I did. I did the laundry. I did my laundry. And Danny's like, what about everyone else's laundry? And Jesse kind of like, Tilts his head to look back at the uh, laundry room. He's like, oh, looks like they haven't touched it. Lazy bums. Jesse's just, he doesn't even want to focus on that. I forget about the laundry. I did mine already. Anyway, anyway, last night, let me tell you the story. Okay? Last night, my band's playing this gig in Chinatown. <laughs> A sweet and sour 16 party, if you will. I don't know what that is. Oh, I'm thinking sweet 16 party, but what's the sour part? I know there was, I don't know if it's still going, something like my Sweet 16, like, reality show or something like my Sweet 16 party. Oh, it's called my Super Sweet 16. It started in 2005, and I guess it's still going? Oh, my Super Sweet 16 UK also started in 2005. Jesse's like, so I'm cruising on my Harley, right? Red light, come to a stop. And Danny's like, oh, great story. <laughs> and Joey's like, yeah, you told it great. Like, that's not... The whole story. Don't interrupt. Jesse's like, fellas, I'm building. I'm building here. Jesse's like, alright, anyway. The light turns green. I try to move, but I can't. There's something wedged under my tire. 
It's like, just then, this runaway street cleaner comes barreling through the intersection, right where I would have been. And Jesse, with his black leather gloves still on, is like, I came this close to being a really clean dead guy. Jesse's like, fellas, I'd like to introduce you to the little dude that saved my life. Meet Bubba. And we see this adorable turtle. I love how Bubba sticks his head, like, stretches his neck all the way out as Joey, like, looks, like, bends to look at him for a Aw, it's so cute. And Jesse's like, I love this amphibian. Does anyone correct him and say it's a reptile? Probably not. And Danny's like, you just hate coming home alone, don't you? Jesse's like, I gotta go get my guitar, okay? Hold Bubba. Keep him happy. It just may save your life. Whoa, toddy dirty time. <laughs> Joey, the deal we made was this is your week to take care of the dishes. I'm just waiting till the dishwasher's full. <laughs> That's true. Those things can't move. Boy, what a night. What's going on here? You told me you were going to do the laundry. I did. I did mine. <laughs> what about everybody else's laundry? Looks to me like they haven't touched it, the lazy bums. <laughs> Fellas, let me tell you about the story, all right? Last night, my band's playing this gig in Chinatown, a sweet and sour 16 party, if you will. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm cruising home with my Harley, right? I come to a red light, I stop. Great story. Oh, okay. You told him. Great. Fellas, I'm building, I'm building, I'm building. Anyway, the light turns green, right? I try to move. I can't. There's something wedged under my tire. Just then, this runaway street cleaner comes barreling through the intersection right where I would have been. I came this close to being a really clean dead guy. <laughs> Fellas, I'd like to introduce to you the little dude that saved my life. Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> I love this amphibian. You just hate coming home alone, don't you? <laughs> I gotta get my guitar. Hold Bubba. Keep him happy. It just may save his life. <laughs> so while Jesse's going outside to get his butt, uh, his guitar from the basement, we hear, Joey, where are you? And Danny, who's still holding Bubba, is like, oh, we gotta do something with him. The girls are gonna want to keep him if they see him. So they decide to hide Bubba on the kitchen counter underneath, like, a cast iron pot. So Joey's like, oh, I don't see a turtle. And Danny's like, at casual, yeah, yeah, nonchalant, of course. Danny's like, oh, yeah, good word, nonchalant, yep. DJ, of course, comes in with their own harsh critical commentary on Yogi Bear. Like, Yogi Bear may be the smartest smarter than the average bear, but he's much dumber than the average three-year-old. Of course, the girl's attention is diverted from Yogi Bear to what is moving on the kitchen counter. That pot is moving. That shouldn't happen. And I love how Stephanie kind of thumbs her back at the pot. Like, what's that? And Danny's like, oh, that, that, that's dinner. Roast beef. Yeah, ro roast beef. Yep. And the girls are clearly can see that this quote-unquote dinner is actually moving. And DJ's like, and where is our roast beef going? Joey's like, it's going to the oven. 
DJ lifts the pot off of Bubba. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's a turtle! Yeah, you know, love at first sight. They want to keep that turtle. No, the first thing out of Stephanie's mouth is, roast beef comes from a turtle? And Jesse jumps right in there and pulls Bubba off the counter. It's like, not for my turtle, it doesn't. He's like, I love this amphibian. And Stephanie's like, I love him too. Can we keep him? And Jesse, of course, is like, yeah, of course we can keep him. Bubba's a hero. The girls immediately, I mean, because they don't have a dog. They, Comet is not in the picture until season three. So, of course, it's like, yeah, we'll take care of him. I mean, how much work is a turtle? That's, it's not a snapping turtle, I don't think. But then again, I'm not 100% sure what type of turtle it is. And Danny's like, are you sure, honey? It's a big responsibility. So, Joey's already, Joey, Jesse is already in love with this turtle. He's like, hey, let's go get Bubba settled because he looks a little pasty. Well, he's probably dehydrated and he probably hasn't eaten. So, I'd say he's probably looking a little peakish. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Stephanie kind of lets something slip that, uh no one else was aware of. She's like, what a great date. We get a turtle and grandma's coming to visit. And before she can even get to the stairs to follow Jesse and DJ up, Danny gets a hold of her like, whoa, whoa, sweetie, what, what are you talking about? What do you mean grandma's coming to visit? He goes and grabs, Danny goes and grabs Stephanie, plops her on the kitchen counter, says, honey, baby, did you just say grandma's coming? And Stephanie's like, that's what she said on the phone. And he's like, well, why didn't you say something? And she's like, this is a catchphrase that clearly this was prior to how rude. Because we haven't gotten there yet. That first gets dropped in season one, Sisterly Love, which I'll cover in the Sisters series, which I'll be doing next year. She's like, nobody asked me. Now, this is all well and good for Stephanie, but we're going to get to the point in this episode where Joey tries to use that excuse like Joey you are an adult you cannot use that excuse for not telling somebody something and Danny's like Steph it's not possible for me to ask you every question do you know how many questions there are in the world Stephanie's, Stephanie actually thinks on it for a second she's like eight and I love how Joey's like yeah she could be right I mean he doesn't think but the look on it's like yeah, that probably sounds well right so Danny's like what time is Grandma's plane coming? And Stephanie's like, ah, shrugs her shoulders. And Joey's like, her plane gets in at 512, sugar hips. And he's like, okay, clearly there's someone else I need to uh, get information out of. Sweetheart, why don't you go upstairs and play with Bubba? So she's called more than once, apparently. And Danny has been unavailable both times. Because Danny's like, Joey, how did you know about my mother? And Joey's like, well, I answered the phone when she called. I'm like, well, then why didn't you say anything? I mean, I'd be the same way. He's like, well, nobody asked me. I'm like, Joey, you're an adult. You don't get that as an out. You are a grown man. If somebody calls with a message for someone else, you relate it to them. You write it down. Whatever. This is a big deal. The house is not in shape for visitors. Even Danny just, when Joey's like, nobody asked me. When Danny asked me, why didn't you say anything? And the look that Danny gives him, like, you're, no, just, just no, Joey. I can't accept that as an answer. I don't see a turtle. 
Time is Grandma coming? Plane gets in at five twelve. Sugarheads. <laughs> Sweetheart, go upstairs and play with Bubba. Joey, how did you know about my mother? I answered the phone when she called. Well, why didn't you say something? Nobody asked me. I found a home for Bubba. It's calm, cool, comfortable. Nobody flush, okay? That is nasty! Right. I shred him lunch, I swat him dessert. Because you forget about the turtle. My mom's on her way. Hey, your mom's coming back already? She just moved out of here. Yeah, really. I know that, but she's coming back to check up on me. She doesn't think I can take care of things. Judging by the condition of your house, I'd say no. You understand. Okay. All my life, I've had somebody take care of me. First, it was my mom, and then I got married, and it was Pam. For the first time, I want to prove to my mom and to myself that I can take care of my family on my own, by myself, just me. Then why That's are they there? I need your <laughs> what do you want us to do? Yeah. Jesse, take another shot at the water. All right. Joey, see if you can wedge some detergent into the dishwasher. No, you I need to pull that into separate loads. Yeah, do it, Dano. We're out of detergent. We did it on the dish soap. <laughs> and we're out of floor wipes. Let's go shop. You're in your pajamas. Oh, I know. I just woke up. <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> I gotta go put clothes on. Well, that would make Gee, sense. I wish I could wear pajamas at the market. You probably can. <laughs> he may need his mother. <laughs> yeah. You want to know where Jesse put Bubba the turtle? And how in the world this thing? This thing is a pretty decent-sized turtle. It's not. Like, uh, he enormous hundred-year-old turtle because they live forever. That thing is not fitting in a toilet bowl. And not to mention, judging by the state of their house and everything, you know, dishes in the sink, clothes on the floor, I'm guessing that toilet hasn't been cleaned out in a while. That is unsanitary for that turtle. You want to put him somewhere? Put him in the bathtub. Well, granted, that may be just as dirty, but even... 
And, and this is 88. You're not going to go on the internet like, here, let me research turtle information. What do they eat? Hmm. What's their lifespan? Uh, what is the proper care? Turn them over to, like, the DNR or the animal wildlife, you know, whoever your DNR person would be in the town that you live, or somebody who could actually take care. Give the turtle a proper home. Clearly, I mean... This thing's been, you know, walking around, crawling around, probably very dehydrated, probably who knows when its last meal was. And she, pulling it out of its environment and putting it inside a house is not exactly the best for it either. It's probably, it could be, it could be in shock. This turtle could be in shock. He could be, I don't know. I, I mean, I know the tanners are great. They're animal lovers. That's awesome. I am too. Luckily, nowadays, you have the internet to research information about animals that you want to take in that you don't know much about. And that's why they always say, before you get an animal, depending on, you know, dog breeds, cat breeds, hamsters, guinea pigs, rabbits, lizards, tarantulas, whatever, do your research before you bring them home. Because you don't want to wind up with... Uh, so you realize you can't take care of this animal, and then what happens? They're homeless. But anyway, Danny mentions to Jesse, like, my mom is coming today. And Jesse's like, well, wait a minute, didn't you, like, just move out, like, a month ago? And Danny's like, yeah, but she doesn't think I can, like, take care of things around here. You know, for my whole life, I've had someone taking care of me. My mother, then I got married, and Pam took care of me. And I want her to think that I can take care of myself on my own without anyone's help. And I'm like... Well, your two friends being there is going to make it look like you can't do it on your own. So they're basically going to take a stab at Jessica's going to take a stab at the laundry. Joey's going to take a stab at the dishes. Danny's going to mop the floor. Turns out they're out of dish detergent. They're out of laundry soap. They're out of floor cleaner. It's like, well, I guess we're going to the market. Of course, Danny's like, well, I'm going to the market. It's like, wait a minute. Do you just wake up? You're wearing your pajamas. You can't go to... This is 1988. No one went out of the house in their pajamas unless they were getting the mail or the newspaper. Like, unless you were in your fully this is what I'm wearing for the day clothes, you didn't go outside your house. Nowadays, people can... I, I see people going into stores wearing a Pokemon onesie. It's like... Or lounge pants. Like, hey, I'm just going to Walmart. Let me go grab a couple things. I don't really feel like putting on actual, you know, pants. I'm just gonna... I'm going to put on my stitch lounge pants or whatever, my Golden Girls lounge pants. I mean, I'm not making fun of people that go, that are just like, hey, let me pop into Walmart. I just, I don't really want to go through the whole process of putting on new clothes when I'm still in. I mean, it's not like you're going to the store in like a tank top and boxer shorts or anything. You're putting something on to cover yourself. So it looks like they're all going to make a shopping run because, but then again, if you have kids, it's not like you say, well, I'm just going to pop out to the store to grab like milk and eggs and cereal. You got a kid, you can't leave them home. You got to take them with you. And clearly if you have a young child like Michelle or even kids under the age of like eight, that is the process I've heard. I've seen it. I've seen it in TVs. I've seen it on YouTube, you know, family channels. Stuff like that. It's a process. You can't just get up and go and like, come on, kid, come with me. You gotta, you know, pack a bag. You gotta have diapers. You gotta get a pacifier. You gotta get all the stuff. Like, it's it's a whole process. 
That's why it's basically, you get everything you need now because I ain't going out again for a long time. Like, this is an ordeal. He's got, like, shredded lettuce and he's got a fly swatter so he can smack some flies to give to him. Like, I want to look up what the proper nutrients for, like, just a, a turtle in your home would be. Like, it, let's say, like, go out and get a, one of those kitty plastic pools. Put a little water in there. Put a rock in there. I mean, they are in San Francisco, so it's not like they got to worry about snow or anything like that. I'm just kind of wondering, because I'm looking, this is like Pet MD version of, it basically says in general, turtles spend most of their life in the water, and thus need an environment that has water to swim in. A toilet is not the best place for a turtle. If you've ever wondered how to take care of a pet turtle, or you already have one, but want to brush up on your turtle parenting skills, consider this your turtle turtle tutorial. We got a lot of different versions, uh, 270 types of turtles. We got red-eared sliders, painted turtles, center, um, Central American wood turtle, African aquatic side neck, cast Caspian pond turtle, Greek tortoise, and Russian tortoise. So yes, these animals require water and land with ample room to explore. The bigger the enclosure, the better. This person specializes in animal behavior and pet ownership at Beacon College in Leesburg, Florida. Also, maintaining your turtle's environment is very important to stay on top of. If something is going to go wrong after you get a turtle or tortoise, it'll be here. The main problem one has with turtles is keeping the water clean. A very strong filtration system needs to be used and water change regularly. Water temperature is not as important if they are kept inside and have an area to keep to bask under a heat lamp. Oh, like I said, Bubba is not the type of turtle that you would just pick up at like a PetSmart or a Petco or another animal pet chain. He found him wedged underneath his back tire, um, motorcycle tire on the road. So technically, if you think about it, not only did Bubba save Jesse's life, but Jesse saved Bubba's life. He could have been squashed. If you want to keep a turtle, you'll make a few water changes every week. And the reason I always tell people this is that turtles are living in their bathroom. They go to the bathroom in the water. You'll also want thermometers for both the air and the water in order to maintain an environment similar to whatever your turtle or tortoise would find in the wild. Just guessing at what seems a good temperature can create health problems. If your turtle is constantly in air that's the wrong temperature, they may stop eating and get a respiratory infection. It's also best if your turtle can get some sunlight as well. Without it, they can get metabolic bone disease. Oh, uh -huh. okay, here we go. The diet. Okay, here we go. Depends on the type of turtle you have, of course, but turtles will generally eat insects, fish, like common goldfish, which are smaller than the common goldfish. Dark, leafy grains. Okay, so he did have it there. That's good. You can also buy your pet canned or pelleted turtle and freeze-dried mealworms. Tortoises, on the other hand, and herbivores and will require... Are, oh, are herbivores and will require a mix of fresh vegetables and about 80% of their diet and fruit 20%. Unlike other pets you might have, turtles don't need to be fed every day. As a general rule of thumb, feeding your turtle four to five times a week will be fine, unless you have a young water turtle in which they should be fed every day. Also, you want to add calcium to your turtle's diet. You can get a calcium supplement and dust their food with it twice a year. Honestly, like, if you guys want to read more on that, because I don't want to go any further, let's get back on the episode. Um, go to Pet MD, look up Turtle Care. You'll find all your turtle information. <clears throat> YouTube is honestly one of the best places. If you're looking for 
animal hair on any type of animal, whether it be small animals or turtles. There are channels devoted to, you know, reptiles and amphibians, and just you want to get your know-how from people who pretty much know what they're talking about, or hopefully they sound like they do. Do also just do your research. But it's just, it's so fun going on YouTube and watching these people, you know, get these animals and they create, you know, these channels of proper care, you know. Know, uh, pet haul, what they get for their pet and everything, and, and um, also a cage tour, which is really cool. It's a lot of fun stuff, a lot of fun stuff. So if you guys looking for a turtle, like I said, just do your research. Internet, YouTube, books, all that stuff. You're going to find, the world is plethora of information out there. If you need to find information, like I said, it's out there. Just just look. Just do your research, right? Right. All right. And he's like, oh, of course. <laughs> I'm wearing my pajamas since I just woke up. I got to get on regular clothes. And when Danny leaves, Joey's like, yeah, I think uh, Danny might need his mother after all. All right. House is still a mess. Joey's still parked in front of the TV watching back-to-back -back episodes of Yogi. How shows would have like one or two hour blocks of episodes. It's like, alright, DJ, let's go. Stephanie, hurry up. We gotta get to the market before my mother gets here. Because <laughs> Joey said, oh yeah, her plane's getting in at 5.12. Yeah, right. No plane is getting in at an odd number like that. Seven hours? I don't think so. And Joey just will not get up out of off that couch. Like, can't we wait till Yogi's over? Dude, you've probably seen all these episodes a hundred times. You're not missing anything. I bet anything, I'm going to look it up right now, but I bet anything you could find the complete collection of Yogi Bear on Amazon. Okay, in fact, if you want the Yogi Bear series, the complete series, you can get it on Amazon for $14.99. That's like at least $5 off of uh, something that's normally $19.98. That, I've never seen the Yogi Bear movie with, what's it, Justin Timberlake doing the voice, and then you got like Danny Aykroyd doing the voice of Yogi, and then Justin Timberlake does the voice of uh, Boo Boo. Yeah, so they're there, guys. If you want to watch, you know, the Yogi, go for it. And I love how Danny's like, tape it. You got a VCR there, just tape it. Set up a, a thing on your VCR and just, you know, you can, yeah. See, that's how we did things before DVR and, you know, that TiVo that I never used. But the DVR I definitely used. And before that, I taped stuff off the television. Oh my gosh, guys, if you go back, go back, look at this scene where... We're in the living room. They're getting ready to go get groceries. Danny's holding Michelle. Joey finally is getting up off the couch. They're right in front of this, at the bottom of the front of the screen there. You can see what, seriously, I swear it, I swear, minus the hat, looks like a, the back of a My Buddy doll because his fa he's facing... His back is facing us, so we're not seeing his face, but I swear it looks like a My Buddy doll. I recognize the red overalls and the brown hair. 
And she always like, oh, of course I'm going to tape it. I tape all of them. Then why are you still saying, good grief. Danny actually puts Michelle in that playpen that's got clothes just thrown in there. I'm surprised. Oh, it's also got this giant stuffed panda. Aww. You can't even walk up those stairs without tripping. Those girls, that is a disaster. Not only are clothes on the railing in between the um, rings of the steps, but also on the steps. Somebody is going to break their butt. They're going to break their butt. And I will be the first to admit, I do this sometimes. I will take, oh, well, I'm not wearing this. Let me chuck it up the stairs. And it'll land on like a step. And then Jeremy will be like, hey, there's dangerous clothes on the stairs. What do you want to do about that? And like, uh, nothing right now. <laughs> Eventually do take care of it. Joey is still on the Yogi train. It's like, it's just that Yogi is so much better live. So Jesse's got his own list of what to get. We need turtle chow, leafy green, because he's got a pen and paper. For a second, I'm like, oh, he's got an iPhone. He's making a list on his phone. No, he's not. And Jesse's like, hey, is there anything, such thing as fly helper? Like, eh, I don't think so. I was just thinking about this. Jesse is all like, oh, you know, turtles eat flies. I'm just thinking, when I think of what eats flies, you want to know what I think? I think of frogs with their sticky tongues and how they shoot out and they, like, get a fly, like, mid-flight in the, in the air. I think of frogs when I think of that. Alright, so, congratulations. DJ managed to get down those steps covered in clothes and not slip on anything. I'm applauding you, DJ. She's like, alright, I got baby diapers, baby wipes, extra baby clothes, and baby's backpack. Stephanie comes in through the kitchen, like, I got baby's apple juice and baby biter biscuits. Wonderful. Because, you know, Michelle's currently teething it. We'll learn that in our very first night when Jesse has to babysit. So that Michelle's teething. Jesse's like, oh, well, the baby loves music. Do you think we should bring along the organ? And Danny's like, oh, no, I got it covered. As he pulls out of her playpen, I'm bringing her, clip, her crib blaster. All right, Danny's like, all right, troops, let's move out, because they got everything they need. Of course, Mr. Pandy, especially, don't forget Mr. Pandy, and it's like, oh, no, Danny's like, no, can't forget him. Michelle won't go anywhere without Mr. Pandy. Mr. Pandy is clearly one of those ginormous carnival toys that you win. It just sits in a corner. This panda does sit in a corner in episodes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna... Let's let's take a look here at what DJ's wearing. Her jacket is an acid-washed jacket, and it's got, like, tan, like, fringe along the back of it and also kind of going over um, the sleeve. And she's also got an acid-washed skirt to go with it. That Mr. Pandy is as tall as Stephanie. My goodness. Everyone's out. They close the door, and then they open the door. Danny's holding... No, Danny forgot Michelle. Like, oh my gosh, I hope you don't remember this. All of all those people heading out the door, not one of them's like, hey, you know, I think we're missing a person. He's <laughs> like, I am so sorry. You won't remember this, will you? Well, probably not. First, as soon as Danny closes the door, he opens it and he's like, how many times do I have to tell you? You go tinkle before we leave the house. You think he's talking to Michelle. No, he's talking to Joey, who's doing the, I'm going to wet myself if I don't get to a bathroom, like, right this second. Joey does a, a little run and like skip, like, I gotta go, gotta go. DJ, let's go. Stephanie, hurry up. Grandma's gonna be here in T minus seven hours of counting. Can't we wait till Yogi's over? Take her. Poor 
course, I'm going to tape it. I tape all of them. <laughs> Just a yogi is so much better alive. Yeah, you got to get off that little yogi thing. Leafy green. There's no such thing as fly helper, is there? No. No, okay. I got the baby diapers, baby wipes, extra baby clothes, and the baby backpack. Great. Here's baby apple juice and baby vitamins. Wonderful. Well, the baby loves music. Do you think we should bring along the organ? <laughs> I got it covered. I'm bringing her crib blaster. Okay, troops. Move out. Don't forget Mr. Pandy. Oh, that's right, honey. The show won't go anywhere without Mr. Pandy. Let's go. Everybody moving. I am so sorry. You won't remember this, will you? I doubt it. How many times do I have to tell you make a tinkle before you leave the house? <laughs> All right, so the family gets back with the groceries. Of course, we see that, you know, the garage is still the garage because they're coming up with the groceries. And, like, here's the last bag. And then they bring up Michelle and Jesse's like, oh, don't we already have one of these? And DJ's like, well, I'll take her. And they got quite a bit of bags of groceries. I mean, there's at least maybe five or six bags. I'm like, this is pretty normal for, I mean... When sitcoms are like, I'm going to get groceries, and they come back with a bag when they have to feed a family of four. It's just, I mean, more than likely, when you see someone go out for quote-unquote groceries, it's clearly, I'm just picking up what we're missing. Or what we're out of. Why did they have to bring that dang panda? Because Stephanie is dragging it by its ear. It's like, I hate this thing. It's like, I bet you do. Did they bring that... I mean, I, I don't know at this point until they... I don't think they drive a van yet because we've only seen, you know... We see later Danny's got his red car. That's what he takes to his job. Then how's the family getting around? What, are they going to take Danny's car, Joey's VW bug, and Jesse's motorcycle to the grocery store? I don't think so. But, yeah, the bear could have stayed home. Coming up. It's up. Coming up. Coming up. Don't we have one of these? I'll take Michelle. I hate this thing. Only five hours before my mom shows up. Now here's the plan. I'll do the kitchen. Joey, you do the living room. Jess, you take the bedrooms. Now who's gonna do the toilets? Oh, girls! Oh, don't make them clean the toilets. That's nasty. Can I go next? Look at Bubba. You ever seen a turtle let go of kids? PJ, go put Annie Oakley in her bunkhouse. Jesse, find a corral for Trigger. Joey, I'm all out of cowboy metaphors, so let's put away the grub. I was wrong. I had one left. We've been shopping all morning. How about a little yogi break? Now sit down with your family here. Relax. Watch the bear. All right. All right, but we're just going to watch until Yogi steals a picnic basket. Okay, he's got one. Hi. Yay. Yay. Come on. 
my, my, my grandkids. Oh my god. <laughs> this house is a Oh my god. My granddaughter is a turtle. Oh, Claire, come on now. We jet lag. Michelle needs your love now more than ever. <laughs> this turtle saved my life. Bubba, Claire. Claire, Bubba. Hi. I love this amphibian. Isn't he cool? Put his head, Grandma. He really likes that. Oh, he's a reptile. Hey, back off. He's been nothing but nice to you. <laughs> Mom, what are you doing here so early? Joey said you'd be in at 512. Try 12.05. Yeah, Joey. I guess you had to find out sooner or later. <sighs> My name is Joey, and I'm a time dyslexic. Joey, <laughs> I would have told you earlier, but I'm just not sure when earlier is. Girls, will you just go on upstairs and clean your room? How did she know our room was a mess? Grandma vision. Mom, don't worry. We're on the verge of a major cleanup, aren't we, boys? Well, we were, but now what's the point? I mean, no one cleans a house like your ma, right, Joseph? Oh, you're awesome, Mrs. Tanner. Yeah. So why don't we just get out of your way and Claire, go nuts. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll, uh, we'll catch a movie or something. And uh, Mrs. Tanner, if you happen to finish up before we get back, I'd just like to leave you with these two words. Lamb chops. <laughs> Don't listen to a mom. You can cook anything you want. All right, now I gotta say, season one, Danny. This is not the Danny we come to know from season two onward. And honestly, looking back at this now, it is a little hard to watch with the house just being closed, just all over the living room. You can't even walk anywhere without tripping on a pair of jeans. Well, they come home for getting groceries. They got Michelle. Like, okay, DJ's gonna take Michelle and go into the living room with her. Danny starts dividing up the chores on what needs to be done. Like, hey, we got five hours before my mom gets here. Let's really move. Let's hustle. Jesse, get the bedrooms. I'm gonna take care of the kitchen. Joey, you can do... You know, the living room and all that stuff. And it's like, alright, well, who's going to do the toilets? And Jesse and Joey are just like, oh, girls. And I'm like, don't let them clean the toilets. That is just wrong. That is all kinds of wrong. Why don't you have the girls work on the living room together? And then, Joey, you can take the toilets. Wait, isn't it the last couple times I did, like, the cleaning episodes with, like, spring cleaning and, um, the other one, uh, The Trouble with Danny, where Joey, like, always gets the short end of the stick. Like, oh, bathrooms again? <laughs> but, of course, when they go into the living room, the girls are having fun with Bubba. DJ's got Michelle, like, practically sitting on the top of Bubba like he's a horse and Stephanie's in front of Bubba holding a carrot which I guess I mean turtles like carrots okay I mean I don't know maybe I thought they liked um you know other you know I don't know vegetable wise like maybe lettuce or I don't know all right here we go we got protein 
Feed turtles, crickets, mealworms, waxworms, comet, goldfish a few times a week. Vegetables, three or four times a week. Serve one to two teaspoons of dark leafy greens, kale, collards, or mustard greens. Commercial turtle food. Turtles also like canned turtle food, turtle pellets, and frozen or freeze-dried fish food. This is all courtesy of PetSmart website. So, alright. So, whether or not he'll eat a carrot, I don't know. But he was moving in that general direction. And the guys come in and Jesse's like, oh my gosh, look at this turtle. Have you ever seen a turtle so good with kids? The only reference I can think of with turtles and kids are going to be the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle action figures. My cousins had those growing up, and I always was kind of a little envious. Like, I really wish I could play with those. Of course, Danny's like, okay, DJ, put Annie Oakley back in her corral. And Jesse, find a... Oh, she says, put Annie... He Danny tells DJ, put Annie Oakley in her bunkhouse. And Jesse, find a corral for Trigger. And Joey, I've run out of cowboy metaphors. Oh, you know what? Go put away the grub. Hey, how about that? I have one left. Great. There are, like I said before, there are clothes on the stairs. And DJ is taking Michelle, who's an, an infant, up these stairs. What's to keep her from tripping on a pair of pants or a shirt? Jesse ends up putting Bubba into Michelle's playpen, which I wouldn't do that. First of all, you find him outside like maybe a couple, an hour ago. You don't know where he's been. You don't know if he's sick. You don't know if he's got any diseases of any kind. What if he piddles in there? What if he poos? Then you gotta clean it up. You gotta disinfect the playpen. I mean, come on. It's just, it's a big hassle. Put him in the backyard. It's fenced in. He ain't gonna go anywhere. Although, what if he digs his way out from under the fence? Hmm. So, Joey, of course, Mr. Procrastinator. I get it. I'm the same way. It's like, Danny, look, we've been shopping all morning, right? How about a little Yogi? Yogi is still on? What's it, a four-hour block? Good grief. And Jesse, of course, like, yeah, hey, sit down, relax, watch the bear. And... Danny's like, all right, fine. I will watch till he steals the picnic basket. As soon as Danny's butt hits that couch, Yogi steals the picnic basket. Danny's butt is out of that, you know, spring-loaded. Like, all right, here we go. And Joey pulls him down like, oh, no, no, let's just sit and watch. Of course, door flies open. Guess who's there? Claire Tanner 1.0. And she just looks, I mean, the the place is just wrecked. And how long has Claire been gone now? Probably for maybe, um, she's probably been gone a month. At this point, it's only four episodes in. We'll, we'll say three weeks to a month she's been gone. And it's like, she just looks at it like all the hard work. I spent the last six weeks here cooking and cleaning and doing laundry and helping with the girls. And it's just, she looks like, oh, my granddaughters, are they okay? Because this just looks like neglect. Just just everything, it just, she's probably about ready. Like, girls, come with me. I'm taking you back to Tacoma, Washington. Danny's surprised, like, Mom, you're not supposed to be here until 512. And she's like, try 1205. And they all look at Joey, and Joey's like, 
I guess this is as good a time as any to say that I, Joey Gladstone, am a time dyslexic. I'm like, Joey, you're a grown man. Does that even sound like a relevant time for... When have you ever heard of a plane that comes in at 512 or 426 or 752? You don't. They're going to be, what, times like maybe half past, you know, like... 10.30 or like 8 o'clock or, or, or something. I mean, I don't know. I mean, do they normally leave it like, oh, it's leaving at 10.26 or I mean, I don't know. It's just, it seems off the wall to the point where it wouldn't make any sense. But I mean, I get it. There are some people that do suffer from dyslexia and not just with words and letters but also numbers I sometimes I mean and I'm not saying I'm dyslexic I'm just saying that sometimes like words can get you know letters can be moved around and I'm seeing one thing one way but I don't think I've ever experienced that with numbers I might have but oh boy I think nowadays you actually can track somebody's flat well as far as the flights that they're on and online and just say, okay, this is, or you could probably even get update, email updates or text updates or something on someone's flight. I don't know. I, I think nowadays in 2020, you probably could. But the fact that, I mean, you got two people that answered the phone. Not one of them could relay a message to Danny. One, because one is five and the other one is like 30. Come on. Get it together. If you're going to run that household, you got to be quicker than that. Girls run to Claire and they hug her. And like I said, as soon as Claire walks into the, the house, it's like her mouth is literally jaw on the floor in shock. And everything that she worked so hard to do has now been undone, undone in the last like three to four weeks. Of course, Danny's like, oh my god. It's like, because, you know, he didn't want his mom to see that. Because, yeah, she's going to think that he can't take care of things there. And he's got two other people living with him. So, there is no excuse for this house to even look like this. But Claire comes down the steps into the living room, looks at the playpen, because she's expecting to see Michelle there. It's like, oh my god, my granddaughter's a turtle! Like, uh... Claire, do you have jet lag? What's going on, sweetie? In no humanly possible way of, in any shape or form, would your granddaughter be turned into a turtle? Unless Joey, aside from comedy, is also a uh, magician. But then again, I mean, what benefits does Michelle have being turned into a turtle? She'd live a very long life, longer than a human even. But that's probably about the only benefit. I do kind of crap up at Joey pulling Bubba out of the playpen and shoving him right in Claire's face saying, Michelle needs your love now more than ever. And she, uh, Claire's just like, ah. She's never seen a turtle in her life. You'd think that she were looking at an alligator the way that she's reacting i mean it's not a snapping turtle it's not like <laughs> or however snapping turtles act 
Jesse just rolls his eyes at Joey, takes Bubba, and literally thrusts him right into Claire's face, like nose to nose. This turtle saved my life. Claire, Bubba, Bubba, Claire. And she's just cowering. (laughs) And Jesse's just grinning ear to ear. Like, I love this amphibian. If this were four seasons later, you'd think he'd be do- he'd be doing the same thing with Nikki or Alex. Well, Nikki, because you know they... I think he does... He loves both his kids equally. I mean, yes, you know he does. But he does favor Nikki over Alex, if it feels like sometimes. Whenever you see Becky or Jesse with a twin, usually they're holding or interacting with the twin that they named. And it's like, sometimes like, I want to see Jesse interact with Alex, or I want to see Becky interact with Nikki more. Just, I mean, I don't know. We, of course, cut to the front steps of the, the house, just in inside uh, the doors there. And Stephanie's like, isn't he cool? And DJ says, pet his head, Grandma. He really likes that. Of course, we cut back to Claire. She's like, she's literally... Hands crossed over her heart, almost like keeping her heart from beating out of her chest. Just like, he's a reptile! And uh, Jesse, of course, is very offended. He's like, hey, back off. He's been nothing but nice to you. You know, when I look at Claire, you want to know what actress I think of when I see her? Allie Mills, who played Norma Arnold on The Wonder Years. She just does, she looks like she could be an older version of Allie Mills. Just, the the hair is kind of like a pale, you know, blondish kind of corn colored. Yeah, when Joey says, I'm a time dyslexic, Jesse and Danny look at him and roll their eyes. Like, oh, come on. This is a lame excuse even for you, Joey. He's like, I would have told you earlier, but I wasn't sure when earlier was. Oh my gosh. I get it. We don't have, we didn't have cell phones in 87. We couldn't just like, or we didn't, couldn't put out like an Apple Watch or a Fitbit or whatever. Like, oh, let me see what the time is. You got to find a clock. You know, probably go to the microwave, whether microwave, you know, in 87 probably had a digital, you know, time on that. It would have to. A microwave would have to, a digital microwave would have to have the time on it. But then again, he says he's a time dyslexic, so maybe that wouldn't, I, I don't know, I don't know. But if she's telling you something, why wouldn't you write it down? I don't know. I have no time in my life to figure out Joey's, uh... Yeah. Right away, Claire's already doling out respons- uh, duties. The girls, she tells them, go upstairs and please clean your room. And Stephanie's like, how does Grandma know our room is dirty? Or isn't clean? And DJ's like, Grandma vision. Well, for one, your kids and your room is probably, I mean, both of you share a room. I mean, odds are I'm sure, like, 80% of the time is going to be messy. So, Jesse hands Bubba off to DJ as the girls go upstairs to clean their room. Danny tells Claire, don't worry, Mom, it's going to be okay. We are on the verge of a major cleanup. In this scene, you can see, like, 
an 8 by 10 or bigger picture on the um, fireplace mantle there of Danny and Pam. Now, I wonder if they got the actress who later would... Because that's in Goodbye Mr. Bears in season two. That's the first and only glimpse we ever get of Pam Tanner. So I'm guessing they must have hired her and also... Maybe, for all we know at this point, maybe they already filmed the video of her. Because if you think about it, the girls, the only one is a baby Michelle. And they don't have, you know, Stephanie and DJ in the video. So it's really, I don't know. I I don't know. But, I I mean, because it's a lady with blonde hair. I'm kind of thinking that's got to be Pam Tanner right there. Another... That he and the boys were on a major cleanup. We were just about to get started. It started as soon as you walked in the door. Jesse is the one that's like, well, I mean, we were going to. But, I mean, what's the point? I mean, you're here now. So, like, have at it. So, Jesse and Joey decided to make themselves scarce. Like, hey, you know, yeah, definitely have a ball. We're going to go see a movie. And then maybe, I mean, if you get finished before we get back... Joey's like, I have two words for you. Lamb chops. And the look of offense on Claire's face is just priceless. Because he's almost like, excuse me. She didn't come back. She came back for a visit. She didn't come back to keep doing what she thought, you know, what she was doing before she left, which is taking care of the girls and, and doing everything, she came back in hopes that her son, with the help of his two friends, had gotten into a routine that the ho- she did not expect the house to look like the dryer just exploded and closer. I mean, literally closer on the steps, on the railings. There's no way you can walk up and down that set of stairs safely without injuring yourself in one form or another. At this point, I mean, she's probably thinking of Dan, like, my gosh, I'm gone for a month, and my son still can't get his act together, even with the help of two other grown adults? He's probably like, I'm concerned about the safety of my grandkids, and the squalor that they're now living in. Even when Jesse and Joey leave... Danny's like, oh, mom, don't listen to him. I mean, you can cook whatever you want. And she even turns to Danny and it's just no words. It's just like, oh, yeah, okay. I roll. Like, my son, everybody thinks that I'm going to come here and clean up his mess and clean up after his two roommates. Then he's got another thing coming, basically. This is not a house call. This is, I'm coming to check him to see how things are going. Did you know that she has? She probably thinks things are even worse now than when she originally showed up after Pam passed. It's like, seriously, my son can't take care of his kids, even with two grown men. Don't know what they're doing, because I thought they had come over to move in to help out. Of course, the guys get back from the movie. They notice the house has not been touched. Pam, uh, Claire's not lifted a finger. Danny's like, guys, we got a big problem. My mom is not going to clean the house. She wants us to do it. I'm like, Danny Ernest Tanner. Daniel Ernest Tanner. Really? You are a grown man. 
The fact that you're shocked that your mother doesn't want to do the... I mean, I know... And it seems like in movies and TV shows, it's always when the parent comes over for a visit to their grown child's house. Sometimes you do see the mother start like, oh, well, let me just dust this. Let me... Oh, I see you have dishes still in the sink. Let me take care of that. But then as they're doing it, they're complaining like, my kid can't even keep a house and this and that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Claire's response is 100%, I mean, definitely. I agree with Claire. It's like, you're a grown man, you have two other men here living with you, you need to take care of this, or I am taking you to court for custody of your kids. This is ridiculous. Honey, we're home! <laughs> Boys, we got some trouble. Say we got trouble. Look at this place. It's a pigsty. I think your mom's lost her touch. She doesn't want to clean up she our mess. Consider she it. wants us to do it. Duh. She wants us to do it. Yeah. What's the matter? Can't you handle your mom? You wimp. You totally mommy whipped. Oh, I suppose you'd handle your mom differently? I play my mom like a piano. I bet you don't. Uh, I'm glad you're back. Come on in. <laughs> Your mom called our moms? Yep. So not only do we have Claire 1.0, we have Irene Cochran, who will later be Irene Katsopoulos when we meet also Jesse's father, Nick Katsopoulos. And I just noticed, yeah, Claire is wearing a beige pantsuit, which is basically, you know, top and pants com combined. So, but the thing is, real quick, before we get to this, the guy, Joey and Jesse are all like, oh my gosh, your mom lost her touch, frankly. I mean, it's a pigsty. And when Danny says, well, she expects us to clean it. Like, she's not going to do, she's not going to do it for us. And Joey's words, I swear, I just want to oh, wring his neck. He's like, she wants us to do it. I'm like, are you serious? You, Joey and Danny are 30 years old. Jesse is 24 at this point. This is, in, I mean, they're acting like they're bachelors. Like, they don't have any any kids and that's just, you know, they're slobs, basically. But, of course, Claire comes out of the kitchen into the living room. And, boy, oh, boy, does she have a surprise. Well, also, Jesse's like, hey, Danny, you are so mommy whipped. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm sure you are better with your mom. And Jesse's like, oh, yeah, I play my mom like a piano. It's like, oh, well, we're going to see just how well uh, you can play that piano because look who's coming around the corner with Claire. It's Irene Cochran, Jesse's mom, and Joey's mom. Um, I'm not sure what her name is. I think we will get it. Mindy. Mindy Gladstone. Okay. I definitely see where Joey gets his blonde hair from. And the thing is, we don't ever see Mindy again. And she is like a female version of Joey. The loud, bright outfit. It's basically a turquoise, short-sleeved button-up. 
with metal buttons and pink fuchsia-ish tropical flowers and she's wearing like a yellow tank top underneath kind of to match Joey's you know yellow turquoise shirt and of course when the uh, Irene and Mindy are like hi Jesse hi Joey and both Jesse and Joey look like a deer in headlights like hi mom <laughs> like they just like their parent their mothers walked in on them like they're getting into trouble or doing something they shouldn't be doing. <laughs> now, I want to take a look at, I don't know if Mindy, the actress who plays Joey's mom, has been in anything other than this. Um, but I do recognize Jessie's mom. She has been in a few things. I definitely recognize her from the Subway episode of Seinfeld. She is on the train that Elaine is on. She's also, Jeremy was into um, the show Just Shoot Me with David Spade and uh, George Siegel. And the this lady here was in a um, couple episodes as one of the characters on the show's, uh, the characters on the show Just Shoot Me, they work in a fashion magazine and the photographer, she plays his mother. David Cross also plays her photographer's brother in a couple episodes, and th those are some funny episodes. ...is who plays Joey's mom. So it looks like she is definitely... Okay, the last thing she did was in 2019, something on FX called Baskets. Let's see. Um, it looks like a lot of stuff that she was doing would have been like kind of a one-and-done and one-episode type of thing. Mary Tyler Moore Show, Emergency, Sanford and Son, Kojak, anything, Love Boat, let's see, look what's happened to Rosemary's baby, uh, weird, uh, Rhonda, she was on a few episodes of that, Fantasy Island, oh my goodness, this girl, she's doing it, she's getting her work, good for her, wow, Chips, yeah, One Day at a Time, Mork and Mindy, oh my god. Let's see here. Saint Elsewhere. She played a character. She was on an episode of the Jetsons. Oh my gosh. That is so cool. Too Close for Comfort. One episode of Full House. Episode of Night Court. Moonlighting. What the heck is Capital Critters? I don't know. Uh, she was in an episode of the show Kirk. Which is a short-lived uh, TV show that had Kirk Cameron. Oh, she was in something called The Faculty, which is kind of funny because I thought I was talking about the movie The Faculty, which I will be covering for the month of October from on my looking back on my Wonder Years and Wonder Years podcast for uh, Halloween. Okay, so we got Beverly. Good for her. Okay, Rhoda Jimmy. Jimijanani. Oh my gosh, I butchered your name, Rhoda. I am so, so sorry. But she's been it. I bet anything, I bet anything, she did play Mrs. Um, on Who's the Boss? I'm trying to think of her name. Oh, she was in three episodes of Different Strokes. That's right, she played um, 
the mother of the kid that Kimberly was going to move to Paris to uh, be an au pair for. She was in Ghostbusters. A lot of different things here. Saint Elsewhere, Moonlight. Hey, just like Mindy. Irene Croc Cochran. Okay. The new Leave it to Beaver. Okay. Woman with Elaine. Seinfeld episode. Yep. Mrs. Rosini. That's it. That's she, 21 episodes. I knew she looked familiar. I knew it. She was in a good chunk of almost every single season. She was in at least a episode or a couple. Uh, Brooklyn Bridge. That's another show that um, I've heard of. That's pretty good. I think there's episodes on YouTube. Uh, Baywatch. She played Mama Torzini. So definitely she plays Italian type characters. Trying to see. Oh, she was in an episode of Friends. She was in eight episodes of Just Shoot Me. Oh, she played Rhoda. Which is funny because her name is Rhoda. That's funny. Uh, last thing she would have done, something called Episodes in 2017. So, alright. Good, good, good. That's great. But honestly, I mean, if I had to choose between this, you know, Irene Cochran or Irene Katsopoulos... I think I would definitely go with Irene Katsopoulos just because she just seemed more fun. I mean, we really didn't get much of Irene Cochran here, who is more, you know, Italian. Which then again, Irene Katsopoulos definitely, and, and Nick Katsopoulos with the Italian and the Greek and everything like that. Players like, yeah... Uh, Irene and Mindy here were really interested to see how you boys keep house. And you just literally, Irene and Mindy both rolling their eyes and just kind of looking around like, huh, yeah, keep house, uh-huh, I see. Of course you know Danny is so going to rub this in Jesse's face. Like, okay, piano man, why don't you show the wimp here how to tickle those ivories? <laughs> I love how Jesse just like puts on this tough guy attitude like he just kind of swaggers saunders over to his mom like ma and she just does the same thing arms crossed like you got something to say to me son <laughs> she's like Jesse and he's like can I make you some tea <laughs> like oh he's oh, a wimp now buddy and we get to Danny and Joey just like, oh, bravo. <laughs> and right away, Irene is correcting everything about jo Je about Jessica. Oh, no, team. Oh, tuck in your shirt. And he's like, oh, ma. She's already ready to go down memory lane. I remember when you were eight years old. And he's like, oh, ma, please don't tell this story. But Jess, er, bleh. Danny and Joey are all ears like, oh, tell it. Yeah, we want to hear. <laughs> so when Jesse was eight years old, Irene was iring and all of a sudden she gets this little tug on her apron as little eight-year-old Jesse's like, mommy, can I please help you iron? And she says, to this day, he's the only one I trust with my chiffon blouses. She actually tells eight-year-old Jesse, sure, you can finish the sleeve. And she's like, it must have been just like when Babe Ruth picked up his first first bat. She's like, to this day, he is the only one I trust with my chiffon blouses. I love that Claire and Mindy are all smiles. Of course, Joey has to get in there with a little joke. I'm like, oh, you trust him to wear them too? Joey, shut up. 
But she's like, to iron or wear? And of course, Danny just laughs hysterically at this. But Jesse, of course, defends himself. He's like, hey man, to iron. Like, guys, come on, we're all cool here. Let's let's be cool, alright? Even Irene has got her arms folded and she's kind of glowering at Danny and Joey. So Claire kind of breaks up like, hey, all right, you guys have had your fun. Now it's time to get down to business. You guys have got a lot of work to do. Where's the vacuum cleaner? And Joey right away is like, oh, vacuum cleaner. We got this, right, Ma? And they proceed to do the vacuum cleaner where there's conveniently a pair of roller skates, which Joey puts his hands into and his mom takes his legs and Joey does the Hoover vacuum (laughs) sound and it's just it's sweet it's really cute and of course Claire right away is like okay Mindy Joey there's a time for fun and there's a time for responsibility and cleaning boys get to it girls ladies we are going to take the girls out and while we're gone Boys, you are going to clean the house top to bottom. Okay. I'm glad you're back. (coughs) Come on in. Your mom called our moms? (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Jesse. Hi, Joey. Hi, Mom. Yes, I thought that uh, Irene and Mindy would be very interested to see how you boys keep house. Uh-huh. Okay, piano man. Why don't you show the wimp how to tickle those ivories? <laughs> Ma? Jesse? Can I make you some tea? Bravo, bravo. God. No tea, thank you. Oh, tuck in your shirt. Ah. Oh, Jesse. Right. I remember when you were eight years old. Oh, Ma, please don't tell that story. Oh, no, tell, tell. We love stories. I'll never forget it. My little Jesse tugged on my apron and said, Mommy, can I please help you iron? I said, sure, finish the sleeve. Well, must have been like when Babe Ruth picked up his first bat. To this day, he's the only one I'll trust with my chiffon blouses. (laughs) To iron or wear? Hey, man, to iron. All right, enough of this talking. Now, you boys have a lot of work to do, so where's the vacuum cleaner? Oh, vacuum cleaner? Mm -hmm. We'll handle this. Uh, Mom, let's show him the Hoover. Great, you're just gonna love this. Mindy. Oh, of course. Uh, now, now, Joey, there was a time to have fun and a time to be serious. Listen, girls, I think that one of us should be here at all times to see that things go properly. So, I mean, after all, this is where our grandchildren live. You are so right. I can be here Monday through Wednesday. Well, I'm free Thursdays and Fridays. Oh, that's wonderful. And I can fly in on the weekend, so it's all settled. Terrific. (laughs) Boys, we are staring into the jaws of a never-ending living hell. What? No offense. Moms, I don't blame you for treating us like children. I mean, because sometimes that's how we act. Yeah, listen, girls, when we moved in here, we know we had some responsibilities to do, but we haven't really followed through, and, and... 
From now on, we're really going to buckle down. Mothers, I have a proposition for you. You all go shopping for a couple of hours, and if this place isn't clean by the time you get back, you can all move in here and just run our lives forever. Deal? So it's Claire that takes it upon herself to say, you know, this house just isn't being run efficiently. I'm concerned about my grandkids. So, I mean, and they are Irene's grandchildren as well. So they decide that they're going to be here. Like someone's got to be there like all the time. Irene can do Monday through Wednesday. Mindy says she can be there Thursday through Saturday. And I'm just like... First of all, I mean, it's great that Minnie wants to help out. These aren't your grandkids, though, but whatever. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, uh, how is that going to work with your husband? I know that at this point, Danny's mother is still married to Danny's father. By season three in Granny Canny, she is no longer with Danny's father. Irene is married to, later on, we'll see, Nick. Mindy is separated, has been for a while, from Colonel Gladstone. So, there's really nothing keeping her wherever she's got to be. But Danny is the one that comes up with a proposition like, hey, why don't we do this? You girl, you three girls, you go shopping. If this house is not perfect, spick and span spotless, you three can move in here and run our lives forever. And the ladies are fine with it. They're like, okay, yeah, hands in, let's do this. The guys, of course, all three of them head upstairs, which, why? It does not take three people to clean one bathroom. <laughs> Each of you take a part of the house. You know, why don't you just stick the... Danny was going to clean the kitchen. Jesse was going to do... I can't even remember. Um, Joe was going to do the living room. Dan... Jesse was going to do, like, the, the bedrooms, I guess. But it's like, guys, just stick to that plan. You, all three of you do not need to clean one bathroom. That is just, and Danny's got his own little half bathroom to clean anyway. But of course, before the, because they're like peeking around the corner, like they're staring into the abyss in the bathroom. Like, oh, there's a bathroom. That's the place I was yesterday. Um, yeah. But of course, before they can jump on that, which is really weird because it shows that bathroom being carpeted when I swear in the episode uh, Triple Date, which I believe is in season two, three, two, two. The, and I think maybe it's just for that scene that the bathroom was a tiled floor. Well, no, wait, maybe it was carpeted. I have to see when I get to that episode. And I think that one is going to be in the old flames. You know, Triple Date. Um, uh, the one with Joey and Pat Patty Fogarty. Also, One Last Kiss with Jesse and... Um, 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 Carrie Fowler. That one's going to be like Old Flames. The Old Flames series or something that uh, to that effect. I said before they can do any of that, they're hearing a bunch of commotion from the girls' room, just stuff being thrown around. Just the place looks like a tornado hit it, and it's like we're looking for something. And Danny's like, "Might it be your or we lost something?" And Danny's like, "Might it be your minds?" And the girls don't want to say that they lost Bubba. 
the turtle because they took him upstairs. Girls, sweeties, it's a turtle. It's pretty big. It's slow. I don't think... Oh my gosh, you imagine that turtle trying to climb those... Go down those stairs? I don't think it would be able to make it without some injury to itself. It's gotta be somewhere on the top level. I mean, you got the bathroom open. Um, I don't can't tell if Jesse's room is open. Danny's room might be open. It probably wandered into one of those rooms. Probably looking for a way to escape. So, let's find out. Je- Jesse, of course, freaks like, Oh my gosh, you lost Baba! How dare you! The turtle saved my life! Relax. He's somewhere. You'll find him. Start clean, clean. You know, this is a good excuse. Clean the house. You'll find him. Simple as that. Okay. There's the bathroom. Yeah. There's the bathroom. <laughs> Same place it was last time we didn't clean it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. That's really nasty. Here's a thought. Why don't we see if the girls have finished cleaning their room? Loving it, loving You're it. You're just procrastinating the inevitable. Oh my wow. god. There's been a bedroom tornado. That's right, your own wrist. We lost something. Might that be your minds? Lost. What exactly is is what you say when you don't want to say Bubba. You lost Bubba? Jesse, relax. He loves that amphibian. He sure does. We're really sorry. We turned our backs for one minute and he was gone. Oh, seriously? It's okay, girls. I'm sure Bubba is somewhere in the house. All right, guys, we're going to turn this house far. upside down until we find that turtle. Just Ready, start go. cleaning. Bye. It's not going to answer to your, his name because he's not a dog. No Bubba? No Bubba. Uncle Jesse, me and Steph will buy you another turtle. You can have all my money. Two dollars and fifty-eight cents. <laughs> My advice is don't clean anymore, just move. <laughs> yeah. We'll be right with you. We're having a little family problem here. We'll look for Bubba for the rest of our lives. Oh, that's all right. Bubba's work here was done. I'm sure he's out in the world saving other lives. Probably. You mean you really not mad at us? You don't think we get mad over a stinky turtle? <laughs> Hey, if you had four armpits and you were an inch off the ground, how would you smell? Four armpits? <laughs> That's funny. Girls, girls, I know you feel bad, but that's because you love your Uncle Jesse and you feel like you let him down. I know that losing Bubba was an accident. You've got to understand, we're right behind you no matter what you do. And if you ever have a problem, we'll be there for you. That's right. And if we ever have a problem, we know you guys will be there for us, too, right? All right, come here, you little munchkins. Give us a hug. All right. Next. <laughs> that is so sweet. It is. All right, enough of this warmth junk. 
Oh, Jesse. Oh, we're going to have a great time living here, right, girl? <laughs> oh, yes, you are. so great. Just a minute, ladies. We would like another shot at this, please. Why don't you take the girls to the zoo for three hours? Sweet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got some work to do, all right? All right. So it looks like a smidge of time has passed. They look for the turtle, they can't find it. Jesse even comes from outside, which, I mean, unless there's a door being left open, the turtle's not going to be able to open a door and just wander out. It's in the house somewhere. But they're sitting on the couch. The girls here are horrible. Like, we're sorry that we lost Bubba. We'll buy you another. I mean, they go so far as to say, we will buy you another turtle. With Stephanie's $2.50. The lady come back. And I love Irene's response. Like, my, my advice is don't clean anymore. Just move. And Danny's like, will you excuse us? We are, we're having a family moment here. So he gets to the, the girls are upset. Jesse really, he's sad, but he's not angry. It's not like the cutting it close episode where he was constantly blaming Stephanie throughout the whole thing. He's not blaming the girls. He's not like, angry like that. He understands they made a mistake. It was an accident. And Joey's like, yeah, it's not, I mean, the stinking turtle, who cares if you lost it? And I love, I love Jesse's response. Like, hey, if you have four armpits and we're an inch off the ground, how do you think you'd smell? I love that quote. I swear I've never heard it in my life. Or I've only heard the syndicated version, seen the syndicated and never, but that that joke is like, oh my goodness. <laughs> but, you know, Jesse hugs the girls. And Danny's like, hey, bring it in, bring it in. The girls hug him. And the lady's like, oh my gosh, this melts my heart. We are really going to love living here, aren't we, girls? And they're like, oh yeah. And Danny right away is like, hold on a second, ladies. We'd like another shot at this. You know... Why don't you take the girls to the zoo for three hours? And the girls are like, ah, yay! I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Do they have pandas at the zoo? Because that's... Oh, wait, I've seen pandas. Now, what was the other thing on my bucket list of bears I needed to see? Polar bears. Yes. I got, um... On my birthday. I think it was 2015. 16, I can't remember. Anyway. Yeah. I, I chose this specific zoo. The Detroit Zoo. Because I wanted to see a polar bear. That's on my bear bucket list. Of bears I want to see before, you know. And we're like, I, I mean, seriously, if I had, like, went to the polar bear area, the Arctic area first, and been disappointed, I would have, like, let's go home. But luckily we saw the other area. But I'm like, no. I want to hold, because the polar bear was a big, big thing, right? And I'm just looking around. I'm not seeing the polar bear. I'm looking in this, like, dome water. I'm like, where is the polar bear? Where is he? And apparently, he couldn't be out. And I'm like, I should have called and said, hey, is the polar bear out today? It's not. Well, then we can sit. Because it's a three-hour, three-hour drive. I didn't drive. Jeremy did. And I felt bad. felt horrible. Because... The polar bear was, like I said, it's on my bear bucket list. The other one is the koala bear. I've already went and been to the Smithsonian Zoo in D.C. And I've seen the panda bear. That was a big one. But, like, polar bear. I gotta see the polar bear. I want to see koala bear. But the polar bear is the big one. And I'm just like, oh. 
Oh my gosh. Let me tell you. Disappointed. Very disappointed. I mean, it was a good birthday overall, but still. I was very disappointed. A three hour drive, everybody, to see a polar bear that wasn't out in the open where I could see it. And it is not his fault or her fault, but still. Disappointed. Anyway. So. The ladies agree. Yes, you guys clearly need another crack at this. We're willing to take the girls out and spend time with them. And now we get a montage of I feel good. I knew that. I would. You know, that song. <laughs> yeah. The guys are cleaning. They're using the feather duster. They're doing the mop. They're doing the... They end up in the living room and then... Sliding across the floor, doing the splits. Like, uh, guys, you're not meant to do splits. That is not a thing you should be doing. Okay, so I want to go through this little montage here. We got, yeah, Jesse walking down. He's got the Elvis, like, the hips are shaking. He's got the Elvis curly lip going on. And he's, you know, using a little feather duster on the, where did I come up with this accent? I don't know. On, on the, um, the uh, pictures on the wall. We got Danny coming in with a dust rag. Danny's just kind of whipping it like he's he would be in a locker room in, in, in junior high or high school just whipping other guys with the, the towel or whatever. It's like, you're not even hitting anything. You're hitting air. You're not dusting anything. But, I mean, the place does look nice and very picked up. And there is not a piece of clothing Anywhere on the floor, on the furniture, stairs, nothing. <laughs> Joey comes out from behind in his little alcove room. He comes out behind that um that cot, and he's got a dust buster. <laughs> I don't know, but I really think the one who's going to get the best outfit for this episode is definitely going to Joey. I like he's got the um the button up short sleeve shirt with you know how Charlie Brown always wears that yellow shirt and then it's got like that zigzag lane um of black. Well, he's got like a just a <laughs> splatter, almost like a mustard <laughs> splatter of turquoise running between. The two layers of uh, top and bottom yellow. And then it's got like some purpley turquoise. And it's just, I like it. It's just, and of course the mannequin behind him in season one has the same exact shirt that he's wearing. They do that for a bit and then they kind of uh, pull back on that. So yeah, the guys during this montage, they're showing off their dance moves. Just in sync with each other and they're shaking their tushes and it's cute. Funny at the same time. <laughs> you did not need to do the splits because they're both like clutching their leg near their thigh. Even Jesse's like, ah! it's like, yeah. You guys were not meant to do the splits, I'm telling you. <laughs> I gotta play this towards the end when they do the splits because what they're just saying is like, I just ripped my pants. <laughs> like, I just messed myself. Oh my god! Oh, I gotta play this! Let's do it! 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 Let's do
Okay, guys, we made it with five seconds to spare. Come on, everybody up. Let's go. All right, okay. five, okay. four, okay. three, two, All right. one. Oh, we completely lost track of the time. <gasps> it's immaculate. Where am I, Wayne? Does this mean hell is freezing over? <laughs> go on. Find a speck of dirt, a microbe of filth. I double dare you. Okay. Right. Hey. Uh, no, you get that stuff in the toy box. Grandma goodies, and you take them right upstairs, put them in the toy box now. Whoa! He used to be the easy one. Dang, look at the stuff they got. You're about to enter a sterile environment. Okay, Joey with the dustbuster. Okay, enough of the dustbuster, buddy. Ma, what about those creases, huh? Jesse, you still have your touch? Perfect. Everything is just perfect. Look, Mom, you could eat off these dishes. Congratulations. I am really proud of all of you. Oh, honey. Sorry. Bank's closed. Can you pay me in cash? Oh, boy. Bad Mom, I'd like you to meet my fiance, Jennifer. What? <laughs> you gonna give me a grandchild? No. Not for this kind of money. <laughs> Here you go, Mrs. Sienski. Thanks for everything. Cindy. See you next weekend. Right. Oh, sure. Mm. Oh, okay, so we had a little help. Well, just with the hard stuff and the toilets. But we make a great team. From now on, Things are going to go a lot smoother around here. They I'm sure they will. Does that mean you won't need us anymore? <laughs> Ooh, they're good. Yeah. Of course we still need you. You girls come by and visit anytime. <laughs> okay, listen, I have to admit that I was a little worried about how you boys were managing the girls, but... Well, you may be a little sloppy, but... Those kids are getting a lot of love. Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks, Mom. Oh, uh, this is nice. I wish Bubba was here to share this. Well, look who's here. Bubba on a skateboard. I found him. I love that amphibian. <laughs> So yeah, the ladies come back with the girls. The girls immediately dump. I mean, they got a lot of stuff. I can only imagine how much money was dropped at that zoo gift shop because there's a lot of stuff that that uh, Stephanie and DJ were carrying. And uh, the guys jump on. They're like, uh, no, uh, no. You are not going to leave your stuff right at the at the door there, you're gonna get your butts upstairs and put that stuff in the toy box. It's like, well, we know how the house gets dirty that fast. <laughs> but, and DJ is, she's collecting her stuff, it's like, wow, he used to be the easy one. <sighs> you guys, come on now, you just clean the house. Don't do that already. So, the guys dare the ladies, like, hey, go look around. You will not find a speck of dirt, a crumb, a piece of lint, a Dust bunny, nothing on this floor, nothing in this house. And of course, the ladies are going, but Joey like beats them to the door to the kitchen. He's like, You are about to enter a sterile environment. And he's got the dust buster and he's like dust busting them as they go. And of course, 
Jesse and Danny are like, uh, don't even think about it. So, and the ladies, they're impressed. I mean, Irene's impressed with Jesse's handiwork with the iron. He's still got his touch. Uh, Joey's showing off the plates. You could eat off them. Danny's showing off to his mom, the refrigerator, how squeaky clean it looks. And of course, like, wow, we, we really, we were a little worried, but you guys pulled it off. And look who comes through the door. A lady, Mrs. Zakowski or something, that the banks are closed because she's got a check. Like, you got cash. And <laughs> right away the ladies are like, oh, uh-huh. Yeah, we see what's going on here. You guys hired a maid. You hired a housekeeper or a maid to do all the cleaning service. Joey right away jumps in there. He's like, oh, I know how this looks, but I'd like you to meet my fiance, Jennifer. And the lady is like, because Joey's got his arm around her, and she's like looking at him like, who even are you? What is going on? And Mindy like is, is like, oh, you're going to give me a grandchild. And I love Mrs. Zukowski's <laughs> response. Like, oh, not for this kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> well, she'd probably be an improvement over Ginger, wouldn't we all say? <laughs> I mean, if if she had kids with Joey instead of Ginger, maybe the kids wouldn't end up being horrific like they are on Fuller House. Yeah. But the guy, after Mrs. Zakowski leaves, the guy's like, look, I know how it looks. We just needed her help with the hard stuff. And the toilets. It's like, guys, you're going to have to get over the toilet phobia, okay? Seriously. You can't, I mean, I don't know. Would you want the kids cleaning the toilets? I mean, yes, it's responsible. I don't know. Use gloves. Use gloves when you're cleaning a toilet. Please, please, just use gloves. So, yeah. Ladies are impressed. You know, we thought, you know, what the house away was. You weren't taking care of the kids. But we can definitely see after all of this, these girls are getting a lot of love. But the ladies are like, oh. So you're saying you don't want us here? And they're stick on their bottom lip. And of course the guys are like, wow, they're good. It's like, look, I mean, we definitely can handle this. You guys can come and visit whenever you want. And of course, DJ comes down while everyone's hugging. It's like, this is a nice moment. Too bad Bubba's not here to share it. Cut to the door to the backyard. Look who's coming through the door. <gasps> what a surprise! It's Bubba! And he's on a skateboard! And Stephanie, I think now, I think she's going to get runner-up outfit. Because she's got this, it's kind of like a pale pink, with like brown, like gorilla handprints. And it says, have you hugged your gorilla today? That's going to be runner-up because I really, really like it. It's not as colorful as Joey's, so that's why she's getting runner-up. But it's, it's really cool. DJ was wearing, a, like, a red shirt that had, like, an um, outline of a rhinoceros on it, which was alright. And Michelle, I think, when they came back from the zoo, was wearing, like, a hat or something. But, um, worst outfit? Um, I don't know. I mean, when Claire put on the blazer over that beige pantsuit, she wore a black blazer over the beige pantsuit. It looked okay with the blazer, but without it. Just beige pantsuit, just meh, not really, not really digging that look. So, um, I'm honestly, I think I'm gonna give it to Irene. She was just wearing this long fuchsia short sleeve shirt and just really meh. As far as the awards for best 
outfit. Joey, hands down, colorful, short sleeve shirt. Stephanie with the Have You Hugged Your Gorilla Today shirt. Um, as far as her lesson learned for this episode, you guys don't want your parents to interfere in your life and complain about when they come over and like, oh my gosh, the dishes are still in the sink. Oh my gosh, when's the last time you vacuumed in here? Oh my gosh, this end table's done. You know, all, all that stuff. Just, just pick up. I mean, even, you know, on the weekend, just see, okay, what hasn't been done that could be done? Because if you, like, go a month, it's like, you're going to be creating a lot more work for yourself than you are. And especially if you got kids, like, you don't want your parents to think you can't take care of your kids or yourself, right? So just, just, you know, pick up. And especially, I mean, would Jesse, would Jesse enjoy that? He's got no excuse for why the house should not be clean. Um, as far as for relatable... Hmm, do I relatable? Let me think. What character could I relate to? Ah, uh, let's see. Did I ever lose a pet only to find it later? No. Um, did I ever hire a maid? I did hire a cleaning service when we were getting ready to sell our house. So, and then that's a bit of a stretch. The only other stretch of relatable could be the girls, because they went to a zoo, and I went to a zoo as a kid. I think we even went on a field trip now that I think about it. I remember because it's first grade. I was living with my aunt and uncle at the time. And, of course, my dad worked. So he wasn't able to take me. Because, you know, you usually had a parent volunteer. You don't go with you to the zoo and everything was a big thing. So my aunt was there. And she went with me. So that was pretty cool. I mean, when I lived in my apartment and my dad would come by and stuff, he'd see, like, oh, I really feel clean. Or even, like, with the house, I mean, even when Pam would say, oh, your bathroom's really dirty, you should clean it, or something like that. And I just, God, no, I know. It's one of those things, like, I know, I know. And you just, you listen, you don't talk back. You just, like, you take it in, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll clean it. Mm-hmm, yep, I'll, I'll do that back. Yep, I will definitely do that. <laughs> as soon as I leave, well, I'll get to it. When I get to it, basically. So, let me see. Did I have a favorite character? I don't know if I do this very often with the episodes, but do I have a favorite character? Hmm, let me see. Mm, for this episode, I think I want to go with Bubba. I mean, he was a one time character, he was cool. I mean, she was kind of, you know, in part of the episode, but I just, I thought it was cool how they worked him in towards the end. He came in on a skateboard. It was cute. And plus, you know, with him having Michelle on his back, it was, it's not like he tried to bite her or anything like that. So, well-mannered turtle. So, hopefully they would eventually find a wildlife sanctuary to take Bubba or release him somewhere into the wild. You know, where there's a pond and maybe other turtles. and Just a place where, you know, he's in his natural habitat. If I had to go with least favorite character for this episode, I want to kind of do Jesse and Joey combined just for the part that the fact that they were expecting Claire to, like, cook for them and clean. And finally she didn't. They're blaming Danny. Like, oh my gosh, you're such a wimp. You can't even handle your mom. That is the part where they get the least, like, least favorite character of the episode. Just for that. Alright, so join me next week for Season 3, Episode 5, Granny Tanny. This is the next episode in the Grandparents Day series. 
Granny Tanny aired on October 20th, 1989. So getting towards the end of the 80s, everybody. In this episode, we have Claire 2.0, who is played by Doris Roberts, who is most notably recognized from the show Everybody Loves Raymond. However, she has been in other things prior to. So... In this episode, it's early Saturday morning and Michelle crawls for the first time out of her cradle all by herself and gets a real big girl's bed from Grandma who comes on a weekend visit and Danny learns a lesson. Yeah, that's pretty much the episode in a nutshell. Here we go. Another summary. Danny's mother comes for a visit and they learn that she feels she has no purpose because she's retired. <coughs> See, at this point she's divorced from her husband, Danny's father. So, Danny tries to lift her spirits by pretending they need her help around the house. And it works, but she goes out of control. And the guys tell Danny he has to tell her they don't need her. So, this is definitely a different version of Claire. Not just the actress who's portraying her, but a different mindset of Claire. Whereas the one previously is like, I'm not cleaning your house for you. I'm not making your meals for you. You're grown men. This person, she is retired. She wants to feel useful. She's not, she used to work in the stationary supply business. She retired. And sometimes, you know, if you've been working for so long and you know, you raised your kids and all that stuff, you're empty nester, you probably do feel a little bit of, you need a sense of, you know, purpose and a reason you'll get up in the morning and do for people. So she takes it upon herself, like, hey, Jesse and Joey can move out. I will stay here. I will help with the girls and everything. You guys can, gr- your grown men get out on your lives, you know? I will take care of it all. He's making big things, giving size meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for them. And it's just that she's getting to the point where she's becoming what they call a smother, which is a mother who's, you know, just is really just overbearing and just, like, too much of you. You need to, like, give me a moment's <laughs> And even, not just Danny, but, you know, Jesse and Joey are feeling it. The girls are feeling it. It's like, my goodness. But, yeah, that's the next episode that I'm going to cover. And then, of course, the last one of the series, since it's only three of us long, is... The Last Dance from Season 8. Or no, Season 7, I'm sorry. And oh my gosh, guys, whenever I see that, I haven't watched it. I have not watched it in a while. And I know that one is going to just rip me asunder. I know it will because it breaks my heart every time I watch it. And then, of course, we do have a birthday. A cast member of Fuller House, Elias Harder, who plays my favorite character of Fuller House, Max, of the three kids. Then I have to say my second favorite character would be Ramona and then Jackson. But, um, yeah, he has a birthday, October 22nd. So we are going to cover season two's Doggy Daddy, which is a cute episode. So, that being said, guys, I hope you had a great week or weekend and oh I want to tell you what book I'm reading which is right now perfect for October perfect for October coming up so this author Lindsay Curry wrote the book 
and I'm sure I mentioned it on a previous podcast episode called The Peculiar Incident on Shady Street. So I'm going to recommend this one and then I'm going to recommend her newest one, which I'm reading currently. So uh, The Peculiar Incident on Shady Street. A girl unravels a centuries-old mystery after moving into a haunted house in this deliciously suspenseful mystery. Tessa Woodward isn't exactly thrilled to move to rainy, cold Chicago from her home in sunny Florida. But homesickness turns to icy fear when unexplainable things start happening in her new house. Things like flickering lights, mysterious drawings appearing out of nowhere, and a crackling noise she can feel in her bones. When her little brother's doll starts crying real tears... Tessa realizes that someone or something is trying to communicate with her. A secret that's been shrouded in mystery for more than 100 years. With the help of three new friends, Tessa begins unraveling the mystery of what happened in the house on Shady Street. And more importantly, what it has to do with her. Now, Lindsay's newest book just came out on September 1st, so it's relatively new. It's entitled Scritch Scratch. In this book, okay, here we go. (laughs) This is a teeth chattering, eyes bulging, shuddering and shaking, chills at the back of your neck ghost story. I loved it. This is from R.L. Stein, of course, the author of the Goosebumps series. For fans of Small Spaces, which is another book, it's a book by Catherine... Oh, for, I forgot her last name. I'll um, talk about that book in a second. Because that one's also good for <coughs> October as well. Okay. <clears throat> okay, here we go. For fans of small spaces comes a chilling ghost story about a malevolent spirit, an unlucky girl, and a haunting mystery that will tie the two together. Claire has absolutely no interest in the paranormal. She's a scientist, which is why she can't think of anything worse than having to help out her dad on one of his ghost-themed Chicago bus tours. She thinks she's made it through when she sees a boy with a sad face and dark eyes at the back of the bus. There's something off about his presence, especially because when she checks at the end of the tour, he's gone. Claire tries to brush it off. She must be imagining things, letting her dad's ghost stories get the best of her. But then the scratching starts. Voices whisper to her in the dark. The number 396 appears everywhere she turns, and the boy with the dark eyes starts following her. Claire is being haunted. The boy from the bus wants something, and Claire needs to find out what before it's too late. Yes, I'm reading the book. I'm more than halfway through it. It is halfway point. It really starts to pick up, which is great. So the next one I wanted to tell you about, of course, I have mentioned it on the podcast before. I just thought because it is October at this point when this episode is released. I just want to get you guys if you're looking for recommendations. You know, these are pretty much all middle grade recommendations. So, alright. Small Spaces by Catherine Arden. This book came out September 25th, 2018. New York Times bestselling author makes her middle grade debut with a creepy spellbinding 
spellbinding ghost story destined to become a classic after suffering a tragic loss, 11-year-old Ollie only finds sole, solace in books. So when she happens upon a crazed woman at the river, threatening, through, threatening to throw a book into the water, Ollie doesn't think, she just acts, stealing the book and running away. As she begins to read the slender volume, Ollie discovers a chilling story about a girl named Beth, the two brothers who both loved her, and a peculiar deal made with the with the smiling man, a sinister specter who grants your most tightly held wish, but only for the ultimate price. Ollie is captivated by the tale until her field, school field trip her school trip the next day to Smoke Hollow. A local farm with a haunting history all its own. There, she stumbles upon the graves of the very people she's been reading about. Could it be the story about the smiling man is true? Ollie doesn't have too long to think about the answer to that. On the way home, the bus breaks down, sending their teacher back to the farm for help. But the strange bus driver has some advice for the kids left behind in his care. Best get moving at nightfall. They'll come for the rest of you. Nightfall is, indeed, fast descending when Ollie's previously broken digital wristwatch, a keepsake reminder of better times, begins to a startling countdown and delivers a terrifying, a terrifying message. Run. Only Ollie and two of her classmates heed the bus driver's warning. As the trio head out into the woods, bordered by a field of scarecrows, that seem to be watching them. The bus driver has just one final piece of device for Ollie and her friends. Avoid large places. Keep to small. And with that, a deliciously creepy and hair-raising adventure begins. So I do want to read the synopsis for the sequel book, which is called The it's called Dead Voices, which came out actually August 27th of 2019, so last year. Um, I actually read this, I think it was in September of last year. Uh, guys, if you guys don't, if you can get the audiobooks to Small Spaces and Dead Voices, that is the way to go. But anyway, I shouldn't say it's a mistake that I listened to it in like September, October, because this book, each book is set during a specific season. The first one, Small Spaces, is set in fall. Dead Voices is set in winter. Her newest book that won't come out until next August, which is sad, that one takes place in the spring. Dead Voices takes place in the winter. And I'm just like, this would have been great if I, if I didn't know, if, if I didn't know, of course I'd known I'd read the synopsis before it came out, right? I should have saved it for December because this would have been December, January would have been the best time to listen to this read. But then again, I mean, you can listen to it whenever. But it's just, I mean, you honestly, for me, I would have gotten the effect, felt the cold because it, December's cold, right? Because this is the time that this book is set around, and you would have felt, I would, I would have felt more like I could feel myself like slip into the characters, feel the cold and everything, and just really be into it. You know, not that I wasn't into it, because I was, but I meant just like I don't know. That's just me. Okay, so <clears throat> here's a summary to Dead Voices by Catherine Arden. 
best-selling author Catherine Arden returns with another creepy, spine-tingling adventure in this follow-up to the critically acclaimed Small Spaces. Having survived sinister scarecrows and the malevolent smiling man in Small Spaces, newly minted best friends Ollie, Coco, and Brian are ready to spend a relaxing winter break skiing together with their parents at Mount Hemlock Resort. Actually, it's kind of interesting with this book, I didn't realize that it was being divided in where in the small spaces you're just hearing from Ollie's point of view. In Dead Voices you're hearing not just Ollie's POV, you're hearing Coco's as well. So I'm kind of curious to see if Dead Waters or Dark Waters, the third book, that's most likely going to take place during the spring and then her fourth book will take place hopefully during the summer. But I'm wondering if in the the third book maybe we'll get Brian's voice as well. His POV, possibly? I don't know. Okay. But when a snowstorm sets in, causing the power to flicker out and the cold to creep closer and closer, the three are forced to settle for hot chocolate and board games by the fire. You know, that sounds really good. (laughs) Ollie, Coco, and Brian are determined to make the best of being snowed in. But odd things keep happening. Coco is convinced that she has seen a ghost and Ollie is having nightmares about frostbitten girls pleading for help. Then Mr. Voland, a mysterious ghost hunter, arrives in the midst of the storm to investigate the hauntings at Hemlock Lodge. Ollie, Coco, and Brian want to trust him, but Ollie's watch, which once saved them from the smiling man, has a new cautionary message. Beware. With Mr. Voland's help, Ollie, Coco, and Brian reach out to the dead voices at Mount Hemlock. Maybe the ghosts need their help, or maybe not all ghosts can or should be trusted. Dead Voices is a terrifying follow-up to small spaces with thrills and chills galore, and the captive foreboding of a classic ghost story. And of course, the last two that I'm going to read are also their own book and sequel. And that is City of Bones by Victoria Schwab. Schwab, excuse me. I mean City of Bones. I'm sorry. City of... uh, uh, For heaven's city of... Oh my gosh. I can't believe I forgot it. Hold on. City of Ghosts. No, City of Bones is by Cassandra Clare, which is a uh, Mortal Instruments series, which is good. Alright. For heaven's sake. Sorry, guys. Alright. Here we go. City of Ghosts came out in 2018. Alright. Here we go. Cassidy Blake's parents are the inspectors, a somewhat inept ghost hunting team, but Cass herself can really see ghosts. In fact, her best friend, Jacob, just happens to be one. When the inspectors head to ultra-haunted Edinburgh, Scotland for their new TV show, Cass and Jacob come along. In Scotland, Cass is surrounded by ghosts, not all of them friendly. Then she meets Lara, a girl who can also see the dead. But Lara tells Cassidy that as an in-betweener, their job is to send ghosts permanently beyond the veil. Cass isn't sure about her new mission, but she does know the sinister red raven haunting the city doesn't belong in her world. 
Cassidy's powers will draw her into an epic fight that stretches through the worlds of the living and the dead in order to save herself. I love that book so much. So here's the sequel to that that came out September 3rd of 2019. Trouble is haunting Cassidy Blake even more than usual. She, plus her ghost ghost best friend Jacob, of course, are in Paris where Cass's parents are filming their TV show about the world's most haunted cities. Sure, it's fun eating croissants and seeing the Eiffel Tower, but there's true ghostly danger lurking beneath Paris. In the creepy underground catacombs, when Cass accidentally awakens a frighteningly strong spirit, she must rely on her still-growing skills as a ghost hunter and turn to friends both old and new to help her unravel a mystery. But time is running out and the spirit is only growing stronger. And if Cass fails, the force she's unleashed could haunt the city forever. Finally, they have the third book, which is coming out in March of next year. I'm so excited. I think this one actually, I think it might have gotten pushed back, but maybe not. With everything going on, I'm not surprised. Uh, Bridge of Souls is the third book. Alright, here we go. Where there are ghosts... Cassidy Blake follows, unless it's the other way around. Cass thinks she might have this ghost hunting thing down. After all, she and her best ghost, her best ghost, her ghost best friend Jacob have survived two haunted cities while traveling for her parents' TV show. But nothing can prepare Cass for New Orleans, or New Orleans, which wears all of its hauntings on its sleeve. And a city of ghost tours and tombs, raucous music, or raucous? music, and all kinds of magic, Cass could get lost in all the colorful, grisly local legends. And the city's biggest surprise is a foe Cass never expected to face. A servant of death itself. Cass takes on her most dangerous challenge yet in the latest book in this best, in this New York Times best-selling series. So I'm kind of wondering if the third book is going to be the final book, or maybe there's going to be a fourth one. I just know that I loved it. And I loved the second book as much, maybe even a smidge more so than the first. And that sometimes rarely happens with sequels. So getting back to the Full House and Fuller House podcast. Like I said, October is Grandparents Day series. Even though, you know, I took a break in September and Grandparents Day has already happened. Kids are back to school here and there a little bit with everything going on. Um, I've decided to do the back to school in November. I'm sorry. (laughs) Looking at my calendar right here. It's September. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to be doing back to school episodes in November. I'm going to be doing (laughs) El Problema de Grande DJ from season two. Season four's Spellbound, from full, both from Full House. And then Fuller House, I'm going to do Fast Times at Bayview High. And I think that might be season three or four. It's four. Um, and, of course, season four's President Fuller. Also, I believe I want to do, I think it's called Cold Turkey. Which is season five's Thanksgiving episode. You know, the one where Stephanie bashed Joey's car again. 
and <laughs> kitchen. That I'll be covering that for the week of Thanksgiving. So look forward to that. It'll give you something to listen to on your way to. Well, you know, that's the thing. I don't know how is. I've heard Halloween's kind of canceled. Kids aren't going to be trick-or-treating. Or if they are, it's going to be something completely different from what we've ever seen. As far as Thanksgiving, you know, and people social distancing, how's that going to work? Same with Christmas. You know, we just moved, so it's not like we're going to be flying back to Michigan for Christmas or Thanksgiving, so we'll be doing our own things. Who knows? Maybe by then, hopefully, hopefully well before then, we'll have jobs. Um, I'm really praying that I, because um, I have an interview, I don't want to jinx myself. I'm just praying that, you know, I get something close by and I'm just looking for, you know, retail work, something I'm familiar with and something I can do. And just, you know, this was a big step for us moving here and just the idea of, you know, having to look for jobs again and, you know, get, you know, stable income and everything like that. It's just, yeah. And, um... You probably already know I did lose my hamster, Liesl. She did pass away two days after we moved in. And sadly, the week after, a week to the day, we lost London. He passed away as well. And it's just like, how much heartache can one person take, right? I mean, I told Jeremy, and I know I'm getting personal, but you guys, if you're regular listeners, you know that's not what I do. I told Jeremy, it's like, this is not what I expected when we moved here to have to deal with this right away. This is just too much. And the thing is, I mean, Liesl was, my hamster was a year and eight months. And I know hamsters don't live very long. London was only four and a half. But the thing is, I mean, think about it. Two days in a car, 16 hours total, and it's like 90 degrees outside. It's just, the heat, I think, and we I did my best to keep them cool and comfortable as much as possible. I did everything I could. You know, and I just I have my Quinn, I have my baby girl, my cat, and I just I don't know. You know, there's, there's a lesson to be learned here. I I I, I don't know what it is. It's taking every day as it comes and just Thank you, God. You know, I believe in God, guys. If you do, if you don't, however. But I thank him every day that I wake up and I'm still I'm still here. I'm still plugging along. I'm still pushing myself. And just t- take it one day at a time. That's what I say to everyone. Just, just treat it each day as, you know, thank you for giving this, this day. And just... Do the best that you can do. That's all you can do. You don't have to impress anyone. You don't have to, you know, just take take each day as it comes. Tomorrow's worries or tomorrow's worries. Just focus on the present. And that's the thing with me. I mean, I, I, uh, I focus so much on the future and what's going to happen. They don't really stop and, like, think about, like, look at the present. Focus on that. Yeah, we'll see about, you know, since I've done all the Full House and Fuller House Christmas episodes, we'll see what December will hold. I know in February I do want to do Tanner Girls in Love, which are just episodes from Full House. I think um, Steve and DJ, Lovers and Anna and Other Tanners, um, 
inkling that Stephanie plays a field with Stephanie and Brett and baseball. And then, of course, baby love with Michelle and Howie 1.0. That'll, oh, and the season eight Valentine's Day episode, which I didn't get to last, uh, this past February. I'm like, no, I'm going to save that for next year. So that's what I'm going to be doing in February. As far as January, I'm not sure. Um, I can also kind of run down the different series of episodes I do have planned and just kind of go from there. I mean, also, if you guys want to, like, vote, like, oh, do this one, or oh, I want you to do that one, or something like that. So, let's see here. Let's see. I have the Best Friends series, which I kind of want to do. There's, like, a friendship name, and I kind of want to save those for that. We have serious episodes, Just Say No Way, Shape Up, The Volunteer, Silence is Golden, Stephanie's Wild Ride, Under the Influence. We have Jesse and Becky's Parenting 101 series. We got Nikki and or Alex, Yours, Mine, and Ours, Tough Love, Support Your Local Parents, Trouble in Twin Town. We have Parenting 102, which is, you know, Danny's episodes with Crimes and Michelle's Demeanor, The Devil Made Me Do It, High Anxiety, Where Where Has My Little Girl Gone. Adventures in Babysitting series. We got our very first night. Misadventures in Babysitting. Three Men and Another Baby. We have Funner House from Fuller House. Fuller House is Uncle Jesse's Adventures in Babysitting. We have the Breakup series of Full House. Breaking Up is Hard to Do in 22 Minutes. The Perfect Couple. Love on the Rocks. We have the Sisters series, which I want to save for, like, Sister's Day. We have Sisterly Love, Take My Sister Please, A Hole in the Wall Gang, Sisters in Crime, The Prying Game. There's also Lessons Learned series, which has Nerd for a Day, A Pinch is Just a Pinch, Stephanie Gets Framed, A Fish Called Martin, Working Girl, Easy Rider. We have Michelle character episodes, Please Don't Touch the Dinosaur, Wrong Way Tanner, The Bicycle Thief, Michelle a la carte. Uh, yep. So, any different series is, you know, to decide on and choose from, and I'm always coming up with new ideas. So, plenty of stuff. Plenty of stuff. So, you know, I'm going to leave it at that. Um, although, real quick, I always like to let you know that if you like the podcast, if you haven't yet, jump on iTunes, leave a review. Every review the podcast gets helps other Full House fans like your and fuller house fans like yourselves find the podcast on itunes you can listen on soundcloud and podbean also i always like to give a shout out to other full house podcasts which the ones that unfortunately these ones aren't clean there's the how rude the full house podcast why full house is the greatest show of all time the house must be full those ones, unfortunately, are intended for adults or kids over the age 18. There is a newer Full House podcast, which is just by one person. Let's see here. It's called What's This Full House? They just released a new episode. They're actually going in or mostly podcasts are going in order, episode order, straight through seasons one through eight. 
A lot of them are still in season one. Um, the only other podcast that does not do that other than mine is going to be the House Must Be Full podcast, which I like them. Unfortunately, they're not, you know, family-friendly podcasts. And I, I know, honestly, I mean, when it comes to TV show podcasts, there a lot of them from what I see just they're not meant for children's ears. But that's why I wanted to do that with Full House and Fuller House. I wanted to make an option for families to listen to with their kids that it's safe. Same thing with Punky Brewster, Silver Spoons, Different Strokes, those podcasts that are on the Punky Power podcast feed. I wanted to make something that people could listen to with their kids around. That they're not like, oh, I'm embarrassed. I just dropped the F-bomb or or this or that. Or they're saying, you know, explicit stuff about, you know, other things. Like, no, I don't don't want to do that. Not for these shows. So, alright. Like I said, everyone have a and occasional, I mean, I am in an apartment. I'm on the ground floor. So you're going to hear Possibly things time and again. People up above running around, dogs barking, normal stuff. <laughs> you know, uh, going back from you know move, moving from a house into an apartment is just. I mean, I lived in an apartment when I was in my early twenties, and then I moved into a townhouse where instead of people on top of you, you have people on either side of you. So it's it's an adjustment, but. Uh, Alright guys, I will let you go and I will be back next week with Granny Tanny. Claire Tanner 2.0. Bye bye everyone.